Hey guys, this is part B of a two-part episode all about The Last of Us games. If you haven't played the games and not heard part A yet, make sure you go back and listen. The two stories are very connected and both games rely on each other heavily for story beats and backstory. If you're up to date, welcome to part B. Hit it Jimbo! Spoilers ahead. Spoilers ahead. Welcome back, everyone, to episode 10B, our mega episode, all about The Last of Us um, video game series, and we're up to part two. <laughs> we are. 10B. 10B. Um, we didn't think we'd be able to put together one episode of a podcast, now we're doing A and B. <laughs> I know. How far ahead of ourselves are we getting here? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, well, so Tom's still on board with us, and he- I'm back. Has got a solid run that he's been cracking into. How's that rum going, Tom? Ben, Bean Lee? Bean Lee? Bean Lee. Yeah, Bean Lee. Uh, double cask aged Bean Lee rum of yeah. the yeah. five-year-old variety. It's pretty yummy. Pretty yummy. Yeah. Nice. And how's your nice. uh, single barrel going, Will? Your Jack Daniels? Yeah, good. It's very it's very nice. Not rum, but goes down a treat. I really like it. Mm. <laughs> yeah. That is quality stuff. And you're on the cracker. Yeah, I am. So it's going the same as the last time we had it. <laughs> Beautiful. It's going fine. I won't give any more impressions on that. Yeah, no, nah, it's not going to. It doesn't go wrong, the old Kraken, does it? No. Um, well, customary. Oh, yeah, yeah. Cheers on uh, part two, eh? Any excuse to cheers it? Cheers, boys. <laughs> cheers. Cheers, everyone out there. Thanks for coming again. Whoo. <laughs> um, so. Off the top, Last of Us Part 2, it's a probably a deeper, longer, and so much richer um, experience than the first, even though that we've just gone through the first and how deep that was. Um, very deep conversation, but um, mm. in every aspect of storytelling, this The Last of Us Part 2 actually um, goes bigger and better than yeah. the first. Um, well, in, so every, in, for, in every sense of the word, really. It's longer. Yeah. There's more characters to talk about. There's, uh, you know, the graphical fidelity is on another level because it's on the next system, mm. and everything's just mm. bigger and better. It's awesome. And doesn't, yeah. And that, um, and we didn't, we probably didn't speak of the graphics in the first because it did come from 2013. But now that part two is from 2020, um, it's worth adding that the actual the motion capture being seven years on and so much more advanced, advanced, um, adds, oh, jeepers. An extra fifty percent on top of this storytelling. Yeah, well, it's safe. To, like it, you can easily say uh, that the game it literally looks like a real life in some points. Some of the cutscenes yeah. and the way it blends from gameplay straight into um, like a cutscene, but it's not even you can't really call it a cutscene because it, there's never a cut. Like it literally blends straight into the into the scene, mm. and it looks so lifelike. It's it's really amazing. Yeah, I know it does. Um, so we're in for a pretty long haul here. <laughs> of the part part two. Um, so, Will, you've got the, the game case there. Do you want to read yep, the blurb for I us? Do. Set, set the scene again. I just want to say, how nice is it to uh, see a game with a rated R uh, classification on it? I don't know. It just mm. feels 
feels mature, you know. I remember. Yeah, I, don't, um, I know M is for mature, but R is for really mature. Really, really mature. <laughs> I, remember, I remember going into bat. For, I remember going into bat for the R rating when I was doing a um a debate at, uh, in year twelve. Oh look, yeah, look what's happened, mate! You yeah, made this happen. Taken over. <laughs> it was Mortal. I think Mortal Kombat was coming out, and I was just really wanting it to be able to come out. <laughs> it's pretty extraordinary though that a game that is rated R can have have such big fanfare, like be one of the games biggest games of the year when it comes out. Mm. You yep. wouldn't expect it. No. Because, you know, uh, a high percentage of gamers out there would be under 18. Mm. And to so be the fair, fact, the... Yeah. The fact that this gets like such, yeah, such big fanfare from the adult gaming community is, uh, uh, you should tell you uh, how big the appreciation for the storytelling is for sure. Yeah. Well, and that R rating doesn't actually come from purely from the, um, I guess, the gore in this it's actually as much about the emotional um weight of this game as well yeah i mean if you go straight off the classification it's r18 plus for high impact violence <laughs> yeah which is different very different I know to what just you're saying i'm just being i'm just being stupid yeah, yeah. no i get you because high impact violence is much different to strong bloody violence yeah it's what the actual impact that violence has yeah, yeah. which bloody mortal combat has and it should have stayed out of Australia. Keep the kids safe. <laughs> <laughs> so, the back of the box says, experience the devastating physical and emotional consequences of Ellie's vengeance as you embark on a relentless pursuit of those who've wronged her. A complex and emotional story, tense and desperate action survival gameplay, a beautiful yet dangerous world. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, that's the blurb. Yeah. And we, so we join in um, maybe a few, I think we joined Joel maybe a few months after the events of the first game. And this is in uh, just outside Jackson, which is where they've sort of gone back, you know, to be with, where Tommy was. And they've sort of got a bit of a, a bit of a township setting up, yep. sort of almost reestablishing a bit of society. Um, so from the outset, Joel looks older and gruffer, um, even though it's, mm. yeah, it is only a few months later. Um, he's lam- you can tell he's lamenting the events of the first game. Um, yep, and especially the the you can see that his guilt is uh, consuming him. Um, especially as he he confesses to Tommy pretty much straight away how he saved Ali, um, which resulted in the um, the cure mm-hmm. not being made. So he sort of ended any hopes of that. Um, and it's a pretty sad and uh, sad beginning in that sense. It's nice that he's getting it off his chest to someone, though. Like it's nice mm. that he's actually talking about what happened, uh, especially to his Tommy brother, too. who would yeah, yeah, especially mm. to his brother that uh, he had uh, indifferences with, you know. But mm. he, yeah, he's explaining what happened to Tommy. One of the things that struck me that he said was that uh, he says you go halfway across the country with someone, and it's dot dot dot. And I just think that kind of you know they're just setting the scene straight away that what he did. At the end of the first game was because he cared way too much to let her go. Like they're just bringing yeah. you back, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, he also says, "I told her that her her immunity meant nothing." Uh, yeah. So I think you know, there's a bit of denial there, probably. Mm. Uh, yeah, definitely. Um, and and while we're writing, we actually sort of joined. Um, 
Is it Joel, Joel and Tommy? I think they're out in a hunt or something, but they're rowing back through these fields in the mountains. Um, you know, these golden sort of long grass fields that sort of overlook Jackson. I think there's those big uh, power line towers mm-hmm. going over the top, those old, old power line towers. Um, yep. And, well, it is a hydro plant, I think, that was nearby from the first game. Um, yeah. And it's to the tune of a really nice acoustic track, um, like a lot of the first game was. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's an amazing first shot of Jackson too. When they, uh, I don't know if you were there yet, but they when they ride their horses back there, and there's this really big landscape shot of all of the city lit up. It's yeah. just a really nice. You see how far the city has come from being, you know, basically a couple of couple of random buildings to this hydro plant. Now it's a full on city. <laughs> it's almost the same oh, yeah. outlook than that the first game ends on when you, when they're jolly mm-hmm. only had that conversation at the very end of the game and they're looking out over the city, it's kind of the same location. Well, it seems like... Mm-hmm. Yeah, like. you're right. Yep. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and so Tom, so Joel um, does tell Tommy what happened, but uh, Tommy also backs Joel in and says that he was in... If, I think he says if he was in that situation, he would have done the same and that yeah. he'll, take the, he'll take that secret yeah. to his grave um, yeah. if he needs to. Yeah. And it, so it, it gives us a moment's reprieve because it's, it's like a five-minute just riding on your horse sort of intro. Mm. And it just... Um, I think because I came into this game very soon off the first one, well, straight away, I was still pretty heavy from the end of the first. So it was sort of, I still felt a fair bit of sadness or at least it was set up really quickly for me because I knew exactly, I was already at that point yeah. emotionally with the game. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it's nice but, that some, yeah. you know, someone like Tommy gives us the feeling of, uh, you know, feeling better about what we did somewhat because <laughs> he's mm. he's saying that he would have done the same. It's like, oh, thank God, someone else would have done it. Yeah, Joel's not the <laughs> only one who would have done exactly the same thing. Yeah. Well, th- thank God Tommy doesn't ask if we killed all of the doctors. <laughs> <laughs> well, he probably, yeah. knowing knowing uh, knowing him and knowing him knowing what Joel was like for the previous 20 years, he probably assumes, even if Joel didn't say so, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. the gunslinger. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, so we I think we we first get um, Ali as she's chilling in her sort of little house that she's got. So she's got her independence now. That's mm-hmm. um, pretty cold and dark in um, in Jackson. But um, so Joel sort of arrives um, just to to see her after his patrol with Tommy. Um, yeah. And you see she trusts she still trusts Joel. Um, but they do seem a bit awkward. They sort of struggle a bit. For conversation, it's like now that they're in society and they're not the only two people, the connections they're sort of unsure of their connection. Um, yeah, to an extent. Um, and Joel wants to parent her and monitor her. You can see that's why he's coming over to check in on her just to see if she's okay, because he doesn't really know how else to interact with her. But um, you can still see that the care for each other is really deep, despite what happened at the end of the first game, where um, you know. Joel blatantly lied to her face and she sort of suspected it but also wants to trust him. Yeah. Well, I think Joel Joel probably understands that she's being distant uh, because of the fact and he's just trying to take little steps to get back in to her life. I think in, in this instance, he, he brings up the fact that he was going to teach her guitar, if that's yep. right. Yeah, um, yep, yep. Yeah, and he plays her, um, plays her a tune and then... If I uh, ever were to lose... If I ever were to lose you, is the song. Well, that's how the song starts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, which is almost like, 
I don't know how you guys depict, you know, the lyrics to this song in, in relation to the game, but it's all in this instance it's almost that Joel is trying to he's trying to explain to Ali that what he did was right without actually explaining it what well, what he did. Like he's trying yeah. to justify it through song. It's like, well <laughs> Yeah. She, she's just not you know, she's like, Okay, whatever. <laughs> yeah. I really felt it when he sang that song to her though. Mm. Even though it was just showing just for the sake of saying, Hey, look, I've learned a song. Um in a way, but yeah, it's his own awkward way of um, trying to tell her how he feels. Um, yeah. But I just, um, I don't know. I, I really um, love these two. It's just, I, you just want everything to come right for them. Yeah, absolutely. In that, in that yeah. moment, it seems like Joel knows that Ellie doesn't quite believe him. Mm-hmm. And yeah. It sort of seems he, like he's... that little bit sort of hesitant to just say what he really wants to say. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but he um he tells he tells her a dad joke though as well, but yeah. and he also leaves the guitar for her, um and then walks out and then um yeah I think his dad joke is a way to try and diffuse the situation before <laughs> before he gets anywhere. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. He's you know um, doesn't want to overstep at this point, and yeah. then uh, and then yeah, then we jump for four years I think. Yep, four years. And yeah, Ali's now yeah. nineteen, and loaded with responsibility. She's got to get up on time, but she slept in. She's got to get out for a patrol. Um, she's see, become the slob we expected. See, she's she at 19 years old wouldn't have been able to comprehend this mature story like us when we were 19 either. <laughs> yeah. Because we oh, couldn't get out of bed so when we were 19 more. either. <laughs> we'd gone through so much more than her when we were, by the time we were 19. Oh, Jesus. yeah. Yeah. Turn it up, Ellie. T- Tough lives we had. <laughs> yeah, Jesse wakes her up uh, and says, "You know, get ready, let's go." And uh, he sort of finds out by accident that Dina and Ellie kissed at, a, at last at an event last night in the town. Uh, so we D- find D- out. Dina. So, Dina, D- Dina yeah. being uh, Jesse's ex girlfriend as well. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So like that's just that's just uh, laying the laying the foundations of. Uh, you know their friendship and their, you know, the way that they are, go- are going to interact with each other. Um, mm. But they basically go into the town, and there's a sort of a nice walkthrough section with Jesse and uh, Jesse and Ellie through the town. And there's a guy there that at the pub that apologizes to Ellie for a uh, for being a bit of a tool the night before. Mm. Uh, yeah, I don't Seth. know if it's Seth. Yeah. Yep. yeah Cook some steak sandwich. Ellie doesn't want any of it. But I think the main the main thing in this section is we get to do a snowball fight and we get yeah. to throw snowballs at some snotty little kids and that's, you know, mm. just a nice <laughs> nice breather from the usual uh intense Last of Us gameplay. Really fun so, way to uh, start yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well in in that opening conversation where we're walking through with Jesse um, and we sort of see now that she's actually got some people her age around her, young adults. Jesse, um, yeah, being, you know, the fellow is probably a couple of years older, but also talking of this Dina. Um, but we we learn that you know Ali's um, kissed a girl. She's caught up in a potential love triangle um, with Jesse mm-hmm. there, and him being a bit awkward because Dina's his ex girlfriend. Um, but yep. he's, you know says, "Oh, you know, we're not getting back together." So you know, power to you, sort of thing. Um, there's potential tension with Joel, uh, and um, being stigma and she's being stigmatized for kissing a girl as well. Like it's all happening. So that's when mm. that snow fight happens. We sort of get a bit of like initial reprieve. 
Yeah. <laughs> It'd be good if there <laughs> was one a snowball fight yeah. every 10 minutes yeah. <laughs> throughout the game. <laughs> uh, yeah, we ride off. They ride off for patrol after that and then we meet Abby and Owen in a separate uh, in a separate cutscene, uh, which yeah. I think at the time, you know, and you start you start having the players a completely different character. I was certainly very confused what was going on. It's like mm, we, yeah, we're just playing as a totally different character. Who is this, you know? And she's like this, you know, buff-looking uh, lady uh, and... It just made it just didn't really make make much sense. But they're arguing over the fact that they've stumbled upon this city, uh, like the city of Jackson, or you know the the city they've created, not the, the city. But uh, they they're sort of painted as if they're like raiders or or something like that. Like they're going to infiltrate the town to like take take what take what they can. Like they don't, you don't know at this point. They're sort of painted in a different light than you'd expect. Bandits like the Wild West. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it seems um, like they're just, and- you're just going to sort of go through, pick up a bunch of ammo and food and just keep on keeping on. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, because it's almost like when they when they see how big the when they see how big the town is, I think Patrick... Uh, <laughs> Patrick. Patrick. Owen. <laughs> <laughs> I kept calling Pat... I kept calling Owen Patrick when I was writing my notes for some reason. Owen was... Uh, <laughs> he, he's sort of hesitant. He says, oh, we'll, we'll have to go get everybody because they've got a... The rest of the crew is back somewhere and the two of them are just out on their own. And he's, he sees the size of the town. He's hesitant. And Abby's like, no, nah, we're here now. Let's just go. Let's just get in there. Um, so, you, it's, hard to, it's hard to understand the motive at this point. Well, we know that she's looking for someone as well. Um, she mm. refers to, I think she refers to a him uh, a few times, like you know, or, you know. Um, I think I think Owen might say to her, um, "Oh, you know, there was a we saw a patrol," and she goes, "Oh, you know, that might be him." Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. And hearing and hearing him, seeing as in this, since four years four years have passed, we haven't seen Joel yet. I sort of thought, oh, surely that she's talking about Joel in some way. Um, but uh, and seeing as we're playing as Abby, you know, we just sort of um, I don't know. We just sort of think like, oh, oh okay, look, we're going to go find Joel. How exciting! Um, but yeah. we, but Abby's a really she's a really strong character from the outset, actually. And like we said, she's suddenly she just comes in new when we're taking control of her, and we're sort of going, who the hell is this? I thought it was an older Ellie again for some reason. I was like, what? Have we passed more years again? Um, <laughs> but she. Um, she does seem very unsure and a bit you know, damaged to an extent, extent, but so does everyone. Um, yeah. And she clearly has some trust issues with Owen as well. Um, presumably a previous fling because she does say at one point, I can't believe he got male pregnant. And you sort of go, oh, <laughs> this sounds like it's going to be a bit of a um, <laughs> bit of a problem. There's a bit yeah. of tension going on there. Well, we've already got parallel love triangles happening in the first 10 minutes. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Jesus. Give it a break. It's like a, yeah. a love Venn diagram. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow. <laughs> uh, Ali and Dina are moving towards, uh, sort of moving towards their rendezvous point. I think they're going to meet Joel and Tommy um, on their patrol. And one thing I noticed is they go into like a basement or whatever with spores active and Ali uses a gas mask um, in there with Dina so she's still hiding her immunity to this day even though yeah. they went to Fireflies and they said that there was other immune people and whatnot so 
Uh, she, I just thought it was interesting that she still keeps that up. Yeah. Mm. Still a secret that's uh, waiting to get out as far yeah. as I'm concerned. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Ali does, like, she does, like, basically tell Dina this very shortly after uh, they get, you know, like all, you know, like a young person would, they sort of get distracted on their patrol. Uh, and then she starts talking about her mark on her arm. She tells, she just tells Dina straight up that she got bitten. And Dina's just like, no, you didn't. <laughs> yeah, mm. you're full of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, well, from here, um, yeah, so I think we catch up with Joel somehow. Tom, do you recall how, exactly where we find Joel and who we, I guess, how we find him? Yeah, so well, I do. Yeah, I do, which um, it, dep- it depends on which character you're currently playing at the time because it splits between you playing as Ellie and playing as Abby. Um, well, yeah, if you want to, if you want to go through that, yeah. So just how we build, how we build up to a very important moment. Yeah, mm-hmm. so it, it cuts back to Ellie and that the the conversation about the the, um, the bite mark, um, mm-hmm. and then from there, almost straight after uh, uh, a character called Jesse, who is another um, lives in lives in Jackson with Ellie and Dina and goes out on the patrols to make sure the town is isn't about to be. Um, overwhelmed by infected he shows up where ellie and dina are and they start to say what are you doing here uh because they were hiding out because there's a big blizzard that's come over the over the town uh so they were taking some cover from the blizzard and jesse says um joel never joel and tommy never showed up uh because he was supposed to go and meet them joel and tommy at the point where they the the end of their run i suppose for lack of a better term, um, and take over the post from those guys. But they never showed up. So jo- uh, Jesse runs, you know, gets on his horse, finds where Ellie and Dina are and says, this is what's happened. So they freak out and all start to, each the three of them go their separate ways to try and find Joel. Uh, in the meantime, what, what happens straight after that is it cuts back to playing as Abby. Um, and she, after a bit of a, argument with Owen you take off Owen goes back to the camp where the their crew uh, are staying and Abby carries on her way going to find Joel and well Joel and Tommy ultimately but the, the focus is clearly on Joel um, well at the time you don't know that she like you yeah, just see yeah, her going true, off yeah. on her own you're like okay that's odd yeah yeah, who, yeah true yeah who's who's she actually looking for uh, hmm. and then just by chance in basically the there's a the big swarm of infected people uh and in Abby's attempts to run away she goes into a uh like a ski the top of like a cable car sort of set up and there's like a cafe mm. and bar and as she gets yep. in there she or she tries as she's sort of running towards it uh she gets captured by an infected essentially leaning through the fence uh and Joel actually saves her shoots the infected picks Abby up and says, are you okay? We've got to run this way real quick right now because <laughs> there's yeah. thousands of infected, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and they, um, there's a little, once they get back into that um, table car lodge, I suppose, um, they Tommy says something like, are you okay? And then it says, I'm Tommy. Abby goes, yep, I'm Abby. And then Joel says, I'm Joel. And Abby's, and this is, I think, where 
you, you notice the biggest difference in the, the time between the games because the facial expressions give a lot of the situation what is what is happening away here. Uh, yeah, Abby's reaction is she's very um, sort of taken back, and uh, the, the facial expression is uh, this is who I'm looking for. It sort of gives it away that she's she's found who she's looking for in Joel. Uh, yeah, and then you can tell that, instantly. Yeah, exactly. It, they they run away and get back to the camp, and that's where it sort of uh, the stories converge. Yeah. So Joel, Abby, and Tommy now know each other. And it's a pretty, uh, they're in a pretty precarious situation. There's a lot of infected trying to get into the building. Uh, but Abby suggests that they're, that, well, basically she says to Tommy and Joel, come back to our house where Abby's crew, uh, is staying, which is where, you know, you first meet Abby at the very beginning. Uh, so with very little options, Tommy and Joel and Abby get on their horses and, and charge it back to their, the, um, the lodge. Where all of Abby's Abby's crew is staying, yeah, uh, and you feel but you feel a bit uh, yeah. here and there about it because you just saw the way Abby uh, reacted to hearing Joel's name. Yeah, so then she's like, "Come weird. back to our safe house." You almost it's almost like she's plotting, and then you're like, oh, "Don't go!" But like obviously because it's a cutscene, they just go. But yeah, yeah, <laughs> and they're they're kind of yeah out of any other options because the other option is wait for oh the yeah, door there's to no bust other open. option. Yeah, uh, yeah, for sure. But there's mm-hmm. yeah, it definitely seems like. Something strange is going on, just based off yep. Abby's reaction to actually hearing the name Joel. <laughs> um, yeah. So they get to they get to the lodge, and uh, everything is pretty friendly, really. Uh, they put the horses in the garage, and everyone's, you know, saying, "Grab some ammo, whatever you need." And then Tommy says to uh, a character who we learn to be named Mel, um, you guys should all come down to our town and, and stock up before you keep going. Uh, and yeah. that, that sort of actually reinforces what you thought at the start of the game where you didn't really know what these guys were doing if they were just bandits or whatever they were moving through the town. <laughs> uh, yeah. And yeah, yeah so mm. Tommy, Mel en- en- ends up introducing herself to Tommy and then Joel says, and I'm Joel, and then everyone sort of freezes and looks at him. Yeah, it's uh, just silence. And then, <laughs> yeah, it's a real, real awkward sort of. Uh, yeah. It's it's the same reaction essentially as Abby had just before when they when she first met them. Mm. And what does Joel uh, say? He says like, "Oh, it's almost yeah, like you know who I am, or know me, or something like yeah, that." Yeah, something like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then I think and then, someone um, just shoots his leg or yeah, something. It all, <laughs> yeah, it all it all goes real pear shaped really really quickly. And, yeah, <laughs> uh, Abby has a shotgun and, and shoots him in the in the knee. Yeah, and pretty, you know, pretty disgusting <laughs> way. You, his, his knee is exploded, and he's mm. obviously on the ground. And then they knock out yeah, Tommy, Tommy on yeah. the other side of the room. Yeah, um, <laughs> and then the game cuts back to Ellie. Uh, well, I think Abby talks to. I think they pin they pin Joel up against the wall on the ground, mm, and, no, they, and right. they start yeah, yeah. talking to him. Uh, and and uh, I don't know the exact dialogue. I don't know if, if you have a look, but the one thing that Joel says is uh, why don't you get through whatever speech you've got rehearsed and let's get this over with. So, it's like, it seemed, it seemed pretty clear to me when he said that, that this is something Joel expected to happen for a, a long time. <laughs> he's, he's been waiting for it. Yeah, yeah, like he's been waiting for this ever since what happened at, at Salt Lake City because he, he knows, he understands straight and, away. Yeah, and there's actually, I wrote, when we were talking about the first game, I actually wrote down a note while we are talking right towards the very end 
and you said it, um, Luke, and it's about the conversation right at the very end where Joel shoots Marlene. Uh, and Joel's um, comment to Marlene is, "You'll uh, if he doesn't kill Marlene, mm. her being the Fireflies will just come after her, mean Ellie. Yeah. And it's ultimately what has mm. ended up is it seems like they've just come after Joel because obviously Marlene wasn't the only person at the yeah. hospital that day. <laughs> yeah. Well, you don't know how deep it is yet. You just think that yeah. they're, they've come yeah. to slaughter Joel for wasting their chance of the vaccine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. And to Abby, and Joel says that um, to Abby, you know, to get this over, over and done with, but, um, and yeah, not knowing the exact words, but Abby does say something along the lines of, um, you don't deserve for this to be quick or something like that. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, I think, you don't get to rush this. I think she yeah, says, you don't get to rush this. And then she pounds him with a, uh, a pipe across the head and, and we cut away to Ellie who's standing outside of the building, uh, making her way towards the building through the snow. Yeah, she's just like walking down towards it. Um, like that. Yeah, they the, the three of them split up before so Ellie's walking down and busts mm. into the building. Uh, so I think she breaks in through the back door. Yeah, or something like so that, the and then door. yeah, yeah and the back door because yeah, one of the members was meant to be on patrol, but he was inside the room, so they basically just leave the doorway open. Yeah, and we um we get in as Ali without any resistance, and as we start working our way down the stairs, um, we start to hear Joel yelling in pain, mm-hmm. and Ali uh, rushes down the stairs, calling out to him, and as soon as she comes through the doors, she gets um clocked across the head, I think, and pinned to the ground. Um, yep. and she's on Joel's level, who's uh, face first, um, or you know, laying on his on his um, belly, face uh, face to the side, uh, look, you know, facing her, but eyes closed, uh, breathing pretty uh, laboriously. And um, as we're laying there as Ellie, and um, she's her ears are ringing. She, uh, we have to watch Joel get the final blow delivered to his head. Yeah. We don't actually have to see it full on, luckily, but we see the uh, the yeah, they coming out from out see of the, the screen. And... Yeah, see the swing. I think it's a golf club or something like that. Yeah. yeah so you can club. assume it literally just gets lodged straight in the side of his head by the way, <laughs> by yeah. the way the swing and the, the sound Andrew, is. Yeah. But Andrew yeah, Ali. Ryan style. Yeah. Yeah, Andrew Ryan style. And he, yeah, Ali's just, yeah, she's just pinned to the ground watching her father essentially get brutally murdered by this brute of a woman. And she, mm. yeah, she doesn't understand. No one understands why at this point, really, no, other than no. the fact that, you know, the vaccine thing. But Ellie's just uh, uh, freaking out, of course. And she sees Tommy. Like, Tommy's just, you know, she's he's out cold and pretty awful stuff. But Joel dies at the start of Last of Us Part 2. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, yeah, and obviously it's not at all what we're expecting. Ellie's laying here screaming, um, oh, you know, Cry out of control, crying. Um, mm. While the rest of the gang, they try, they pretty much argue over whether she should be killed or not. Um, the one we know is Owen. He steps in to say, uh, "We're not here for her," and um, you know, she ends up not. They end up letting her go. But um, but yep. this isn't what we we're expecting at all. Um, he has, like Joel has so much redemption to work through, um, and. Yeah, and Abby giving the final blow the way she does, where we're just sitting there watching her, watching it as Ali, just hoping that she's not going to do it. Um, and it just really, 
yeah, twists like a bit of a knife in your gut. And, and, I, and I thought that this hatred for Abby would sit with me for the um, entire game. But um, Naughty Dog had uh, other ideas as we, get, <laughs> as, we, as we go through it. Of course, it's never as uh, black and white as it, as it um, first seems. Um, no. This really, this kicks off uh, what, what I was saying, um, the, uh, the story that's so deep and uh, complex that you could never really... Um, I don't know if we can put much else on par with it at this stage, to be mm. honest. Yeah, I don't know. I think this moment, I was pretty on the hay train for Abby at, the, at this oh, moment. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But, but it's, because yep. you do, it's because you don't understand the real backstory behind it all yet. But, yeah, I mean, even with the backstory, uh, it's hard to it's hard to really like Abby, in my opinion. I mean, yeah, you know, later in the game, it all it all comes around at full circle. But I think my my drive for anger for anger was similar to the drive that Ali had through the first three days in Seattle. But yeah, <laughs> that's what oh, we we're yeah, about exactly. to talk about. And yeah, yeah, exactly. We'll get to that. But it was so um, it was so heavy, and that's what I mean. I thought um, playing through all the parts that were almost you know immediately following this, especially in the first half of the game, I thought. Yeah, look, I, yeah, yeah, I thought there was only one way, and that was to find Abby and absolutely destroy her. And I wasn't, yeah. I wasn't going to argue with it. Yeah, I was going <laughs> to help that along. Um, oh. but yeah, yeah, we get, you know, Joel's death, Ellie's despair, and Abby's hate, uh, which turns to um, Ellie's hate. It's just a really, it's a t- really terrible twist, and it's probably the trickiest moment in a video game that I've had to deal with in terms of a death. Um, it was really Ned Stark level, to be honest. Yeah. Um, it was <laughs> like seriously, it was yeah. just just so early. You know, if you if you if you treat Last of Us as a whole series, Last of Us number two as a whole series, uh, and Ned's you know, and Game of Thrones as the whole series, and Ned Stark's is pretty much at the start, really. Yeah, um, it's just like, oh, just it really, um, really surprised to say the least. Yeah, we would have like... thought we had a long journey with Joel ahead. Yeah, I, I felt Joel. Uh, a bit. I felt a bit uh, screwed over. <laughs> because I remember in the the trailers before the game came out, I re- you know seeing these moments where Ali and Joel were, you know, having a big argument or something when they're older, and I was like, oh, you know, I'm really looking forward to seeing the confrontations. And at this point in time, we just saw Joel get his head battered in, and I, and I was thinking, oh, I've been absolutely stooged here. <laughs> I wasn't I wasn't very happy about it. <laughs> no, for yeah. sure. But okay, um, it came around with flashbacks and whatnot, so yeah, it was all yeah. okay. Sort of, sort of. Well, we learned so much about Ali's um, um, life here, like uh, in Jackson, in that first bit. Like we thought it was all going pretty well, um, and yet anyway, it's all been flipped upside down. Um, mm. And then soon after, we um, join Ali as she's um, uh, visiting Joel's grave. Um, yeah. And it really hurts, <laughs> and we don't want to. Well, we don't want to dwell on his the immediacy of his death for too long because uh, it'll just be. A, <laughs> it'll probably make this uh, this episode far too heavy to uh, deal with. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's just <laughs> this first this half an hour. Uh, you know, either side of it, it's just quite heavy. Yep, it is. We do also see Ali uh, speaking with Tommy. I think the night. Of mm. well, through, yeah. Yeah, through the same night as, as Joel's death, and uh, Ellie is telling Tommy that she's going to leave for Seattle instantly to chase 
what she hears as the WLF, the Washington Liberation Front, because um, that's the only lead that they got. So mm. she just assumes that yeah, you know, on, the, on the jacket, the, on the jacket, yeah. So Seattle's the way to go, uh, and Tommy is, of course, you know, he as much as he he wants to go chase her down, he's trying to do the responsible thing, and you know, he needs to talk to Maria, his wife first, uh, all this stuff. So we do see that the night before uh, going to Joel's grave, but after going after seeing Joel's grave, Dina consoles Allie. Uh, and they go towards Maria and Tommy's house to speak with Maria, and we find out that uh, early in the morning, Tommy already packed his stuff and left without telling anybody for Seattle. Yep. yep. <laughs> I know. Uh, what the hell? Which is yeah. about, I think, um, I think Jackson's about uh, a third of America from the West Coast, so they have to go about three states to get to Seattle. Yeah. I think like it's a fair journey. Yeah, it's a long way. Mm. Yeah. Well, it's a surprising, uh, you know, just think what would Tommy have done? Uh, uh, the, uh, Joel could have died at any point in between the time where they didn't speak yeah. back in the first game and t- Tommy just would never have known. And now that they've uh, reconciled and Tommy's, uh, uh, Tommy was there when Joel, Joel died to these people, he's, yeah, he's just gone, gone and run off to save, to avenge him. So it's, it's come full circle with their relationship as well as much as, uh, you know, their relationship's kind of gone this way and then Ellie and Joel's kind of went the other direction. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, I know. Um, but yeah, so, um, you know, Ellie's forever damaged now and Joel never had his chance uh, to recover from the um, the guilt that he's um, held on to, um, especially with his, you know, um, seemingly sort of fractured relationship with... Ellie, um, which uh, do we do we mention that beyond the four years? Um, I think after the four years of um, after the four year jump, we actually learned quite a bit that um, something along the way has really affected their relationship. Because remember, at the start when when Joel comes to visit Ellie in her house, that's still only a few months after the first game. But we learn mm-hmm. we learn that the four years later, uh, especially in talking about this. Um, kerfuffle that happened at the pub the night before you know when um ali kissed dina and the and seth came and abused ali um we learned that ali's not talking to joel that he well he intervened and she's i think ali sort of um, dina asks about joel intervening and she sort of brushes it off well we don't we don't understand that their relationship has been fractured at this point because we learn through flashbacks throughout the game what happened in between those mm. times so i don't think at this point in time we we uh, fully understand because we don't even know that joel stepped in at that um at that party for seth it's anyway. reference it is reference to uh but it's it's sort of a um yeah it, we don't understand why or how but we do know that there's there's about a 10 times more awkwardness between the two of them uh, than mm-hmm. there was and we don't actually see them um in, interact but yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's not. But yeah, there's so much. There's so much uh, water to pass under that bridge, and to learn about that um, <laughs> through flashbacks that we'll get to, because it's uh, again, even even in the absence of Joel, the journey is all about Ali and Joel still, and it's uh, it's really quite yeah. incredible storytelling. Yeah, it is, um, and that's the end of the prologue. It's a quite yeah. long, long prologue before before we pick up with Ali and Dina on the way to Seattle. Yeah, I know. Mm. Um, so this, yeah, this game goes in 
you know, whereas the first game went in the seasons, went by, you know, the the four seasons, this game takes place over uh, a few days of, yeah, for the brunt of the game. And mm. each, uh, each section is uh, labeled as like day one, Seattle day one, Seattle day two. Uh, so we pick up in Seattle day one with Dina and Ellie uh, riding towards. The, I think they're, they're basically just outside Seattle at this point. So there's been a bit of time passed. They've made their way all the way there on horseback. Um, and the first thing that we pick up on it, uh, is that Ellie is telling Dina about the first time that she killed somebody, where she saved Joel from being drowned in the first game. Um, yeah. Which yeah. is, you know, again that <laughs> those companions we 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 love from the first game where we hear their talking uh their dialogue and stories in the journeys there that's where we find out the most about their characters and then here we've got Ellie confining in someone new which is uh a good thing mm, for sure um and in that first scene we're treated to a very lush green and uh overgrown Seattle we're going through this little uh, almost like forestation area with a really long grass with the light cracking through the trees, it's really green and nice. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, oh yeah, just how good are the graphics in this game? We've spoken about the, uh, the you know the mocap and everything, but the environments and, and and that opening scene where they're in the outside Jackson, but like oh, it just looks so damn good. Yeah, it looks, it awesome. looks incredible. I think mm. this uh, this sequence in particular where they're riding into Seattle with all the um, car overgrown. Uh, the cars are the overgrown by all the grass and trees, and that is probably the most unique looking uh, sequence of the entire game, in my opinion. Like it's yeah, uh, I think I don't think you see something this overgrown for the rest of the game. Uh, no, and it's yeah, it's a huge uh, a huge eye opener <laughs> for how desolate the world actually is. Yeah, for sure. I know. Yeah, um, but Ellie, Ellie and Dina's relationship relationship is pretty warm from the start, though, isn't it? Like it's. Uh, it's a very nice change for Ellie. Um, yep. Dina just seems really supportive. And it's just a really sort of warm... Um, and it's something that Ellie seems almost unsure how to handle. <laughs> she hasn't had the warmth around her for so long. Yeah, well, it's safe to assume that Dina doesn't... like Because she doesn't know really what's going on. Or she doesn't understand why. Like, at this point, she doesn't even know that Ellie's immune. So... She's no. just being. A, well, she didn't. Yeah, didn't believe it. Yeah, so they they've entered <laughs> like tries. a new, a new fresh relationship, uh, and Dean is just trying to be supportive in the times they're in as she can. So very nice of her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think you know probably the best thing about the start of day one is there's amazing rope physics. Uh, there's like oh, a yeah. there's a puzzle where you got to open a gate a gate uh, so the Dina and the horse can get through and Ellie has to basically throw like a massive extension lead over these fences back and forth to to power these different generators and things. Oh, and that man, extension the, the, lead is the best part of the game. Yeah, the six the, the <laughs> physics for the lead is like it's amazing. I know. Even <laughs> even coiling so it back in. It just looks so good where she's wrapping yeah, it around her yeah. arm. It just swings so properly. Like, <laughs> and there's so much oh. weight to it. It's awesome. It's yeah. Awesome. <laughs> it's no, something that, that a... they did not have to put that much time into, but they did. So, oh, thank yeah. you. 
<laughs> we throw ropes a, a few times. Every time we get to do it, I'm like, oh yes, it's just a little puzzle that I just want it to be to go on forever because I love throwing, <laughs> I love throwing the ropes and the and the cords. Yeah. <laughs> Every time that I play a game that has a puzzle involving uh, moving some sort of box or or some sort of thing in the character's hands. Uh, I always think it's going to be a complete meltdown now because Luke and I played Gears of War 2 a bunch of years <laughs> ago and there's a sequence of that where you've got to pick up a box that both characters have to move it at the same time. And we literally couldn't even figure out how to do it. We just, we just did circles <laughs> for one person five, ten minutes. Yeah. If the person on the right moves forward, then obviously you turn around to the left. So you have to move perfectly at the same time. Oh, and that was just, too I, much to handle yeah it was I knew it was going to be a disaster too I was thinking I wonder if they're going to actually make us both control either end of the box as we were walking forward and as soon as we yep. started I went oh this is not made for us we should stop no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny what 2008 for you or something like that whenever Gears War 2 came out <laughs> mm, yeah uh, the Seattle CBD area <clears throat> is in my opinion, the best the best part of the game. I don't yeah. know how you guys feel, but it's like it's just this one area in the game where it's just a completely open setting where it's you like can an go entire district of the city. Yeah, yeah, and there's no like there's no beaten path. Like you can literally go into any building or to any in any direction that you want. And there's you know if you don't want to go in half the buildings and move forward, you don't have to go in them. There's op- mm. optional optional uh, you know lockpick uh, safes and and different things in different buildings that uh, you never even have to see. And there's a bit in that where Ali and Dana go into a music shop and Ali picks up a guitar uh, and plays plays a guitar for, for Dina. And, like, if you if you don't go into that music shop, you'll never even experience that. So, it's you, nice. You can completely go straight past it, eh? Yeah. So, like, as much as it would suck to not experience these things, it's really nice to have a, a prolonged section of this game where you really get a lot of choice. I think it's really good. Well, I think as well that song's uh, that's Aha, um, "Take Me On" by Aha, isn't it? Her acoustic version of that, yes. and mm. that was like, yep. and she plays through the full song, um, and we get a few segments throughout the game where Ali will play guitar, and you're meant to use the touchpad on the um, PlayStation controller to strum up in the certain directions uh, with your um, with your analog stick. Um, and it's actually really sensitive. So if you're strumming from the middle of the touchpad and down. You'll see it highlight, you know, the middle string and 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 down or up. Yeah. I know mu- I need musical. I know the strings work uh, opposites <laughs> with up uh, top note and bottom <laughs> note. But but the um, <laughs> but the um, but this yeah she plays through the full song um, this time and it's actually an awesome cover of the song. Um, yeah, and and it also clearly shows that uh, Joel's a pretty good teacher. Oh yeah, because she she plays the guitar pretty well. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, Joel did what he said he was going to do. Yeah. Well, in that in the time that's passed between the first game and now, it's nice mm. to know that they actually had their lessons in the time that we didn't yeah. see. You know. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, yeah. But and this is oh, she used the guitar that she you know when if, when Joel gave her that guitar after the events of the first game, she actually used it. Yeah. Um, yeah. and we and the guitar's very much a a part of her grieving as well. Um, we learned throughout, like it's really a her go-to for remembering and connecting with the memory of Joel. I, I found anyway, um, but um, and yeah, and and I think this and that that Seattle part is really nice changing of um, pace as well. Um, it was mm. 
sort of nice just to not know to know that we're not being rushed along or at some immediate threat like you know it's got all these um hidden monsters and things each area so i think there's probably because we're looking for gas or something aren't we or uh something yeah to, to, to put in the generator to open the gate yeah. yeah so i think maybe two out of the 10 objectives in this area are actually um you know uh, you have to complete but the rest are optional yeah yeah yep. um yeah, exactly there's little little hints lying around with letters and things like that that say there's one letter that says like there's a there's a lot of um supplies in the bank hmm. but you could completely miss it and never go into the bank but if you do happen to find it and follow the lead then you, you get a reward mm. yeah well, and we also learn just from observing, uh, like, and that's why it's important to go to all these little areas um, in any area of the game, even though this is the only sort of free-roaming part. Um, we learn a lot about the power struggle that's going on in Seattle between the WLF or Wolves, as their, as their sort of nickname they're referred to as, um, and the yep. Seraphites or the Scars, um, which are basically the native cult-like zealot sort of um, tribe or army, I guess. Yeah. You know, they live... They sort of live on this island off the off out of the city, but they um and they come into it a bit later, but they're almost like um I don't know they're like a religious sect pretty much um like this newfound religion it's it's really um interesting, mm. but you, you you get a lot of this sort of background battle going on in this section even though we don't quite understand yet the um, extent of it. Yeah, I was really bummed to leave the. Uh cbd open area actually <laughs> I, I thought there'd be one in every chapter i thought i was expecting yeah, that to exactly. just be the start I thought but the same. this is the only time it happens in the whole game yeah i think it was it was like of course it's nice to move forward and and keep on the objective uh especially when you just want to open abby's guts up but uh i think uh, yeah i just <laughs> it was just really nice like i i i'd like if, if they made a whole game like that i think it would be yeah. awesome it'd be awesome okay. Because riding the horse in these games feels really good, and uh, a lot of the times you're sort of riding a horse in quite a really restricted on a really restricted linear path, uh, and I think it was mm. nice to to just have an open space and just ride around. You know, like you guys both love Red Dead Redemption. You know how much you like riding horses. Uh, oh yeah, and we're just, um, yeah. we're uh, horse con- 150 hours worth of you know trotting around the joint. <laughs> and to be fair, to be fair, we're really we're horse connoisseurs now. Any, anything subpar. <laughs> If we don't get bloody shrieking testicles on a horse, I'm not. I'm not buying it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but this, um, this chapter as well, and especially in because there's not really much of a rush in this in this section. Um, the the dialogue as you roam is like top notch between Ellie and Dina. As I said, they're really natural together. But um, but the, I think this chapter is really about um, um, getting to know Ellie again. Like, you know, from the first one, we got to know her pretty well, but this is like re-establishing, uh, you know, understanding where she's at currently, like all of her internal thoughts and everything. Um, mm-hmm. and, we, and especially as she comes to term with this new hate that she's found, um, it's really heavy. And but and where the last game, we see her getting stronger um, from the start. She gets stronger and stronger. In this one, she's basically from the start slowly unraveling. Yeah, um, and it's really difficult pushing her along. Uh, keep pushing her on this revenge path, knowing that even though we really don't like uh, Abby either, um, and we want revenge, we really know it's not going to do any good to anyone. <laughs> I feel yeah. like you can't. I just don't see the positive. Um, no, 
of this course of action, but well, uh, we're, su- we're sucked have... into the Revenge Act too. Does this game have any any positives in it at all? <laughs> so it's it's just yeah. it's so negative. <laughs> <laughs> Why are we here? Why do we play this game? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So well, look, we, we we've spoken. We're, we've always speak speaking about games that we that we enjoy, and we do hope to get to games. Uh, you know, like we did in the first game. It was, it's not totally favourable, like with Resident Evil Three, but. But this time, how about we we can we can allow ourselves to talk about something that's not totally happy-go-lucky? Oh, of course. I mean, it's not like so, we don't love this game. It's just yeah. not the happiest game in the world. <laughs> yeah. So if anyone needs a break from the heaviness, go back and listen to, uh, say, our Crash Bandicoot episode or Pokemon, <laughs> and then come back. Then come back when you had enough of that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think. Uh, not a not not a ton happens in between here and getting to the cinema. I think if anyone wants to shed light on what happens in the middle, I know there's a lot of trip trip wires that I walked into <laughs> on my way to this TV station. For God's sake, and it scared the absolute hell out of me with my headphones on. The the actual the thing that scared me the most in the entire game was before you actually get to that part where where you where you get out of the downtown area and oh, it's like you a open bomb. the gate. Yeah, uh, and you go through that that other hotel, yeah, and then they realise that Tommy's been there because Tommy used the Joel torture trick, asking this guy to write it down and the other guy to say it. Yeah, out loud. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. And then they keep on going, but then as you go around the corner and you, the horse hops over a little barbed wire stand, and there's a, there's a trip mine there, and that that part scared me more than anything else <laughs> in the whole game. Yeah, it's loud because <laughs> it's so hell. unexpected. And yeah. It's such a in the headphones. It's such a loud explosion. And there goes and there goes your horse and any hopes of open the yeah. world areas. Our second favorite, our, our second second main. <laughs> I don't know if the horse was a uh, was a male or a female, but our second main strong character has left us. Our source of strength. <laughs> Who are we now without horsey? Yeah. Actually, and this horse was actually Ali's from no, not the first. I know that there was a horse that she lost in the first game, but this is this horse was with her th- from the start, I think. I remember cool. I can't remember the name of it though, but uh Shimmer. Shimmer. And, and that's such a nice name, Shimmer and Shimmer's gone. The horse <laughs> in the first game is called uh Callus, I think. Oh, yeah. Let's not dwell on yeah. Callus. <laughs> no. <laughs> um Oh, and actually, well, leading into this part, actually, Will, um, that you're about to uh, talk about, we do see a lot of art and graffiti um, alluding to a prophet as well. Um, yeah. And this is, so this is sort of adding to that uh, wolves versus seraphites or scars um, backstory. Um, but this prophet is alleged to have, you know, saved a lot of people. And we're not sure how or why, but she was basically the, the, the starter of this. Uh, Seraphite uh, religion, so it sort of it sort of adds a really nice, uh, or not nice, but sort of big backstory to Seattle as being more yeah. than what's going on in the rubble. Um, it's mm-hmm. a civil war essentially. Yeah, it is, and you know, Ali and Dina here are just to complete one goal. I mean, you know, their goal is actually to find Tommy and bring him home. Like that's what Maria asks asked them to do. But yeah. the goal oh, that Ali, right. but yes. the goal that Ali really has, which is, you know, she's sort of keeping from Dana a little bit, is to find Abby and do some not very nice things to her. 
but uh <laughs> that's an I important think... that's an important note actually that yeah. we're not actually i forgot that we weren't actually just going to get abby even though we totally were <laughs> it wasn't actually explicitly said yeah yeah and yeah. that's that's uh you you realize ali's actual line of thinking when you trigger the optional dialogue between her and dana in these areas like when you've actually got to press the triangle button mm-hmm. for the conversation to start um there's one particular moment where after you come out of that hotel uh the seravina or whatever it is called where Tom, where they realized Tommy had been. Uh, and um, the the guy, one of the guys in the room was Ellie. Ellie recognized from being in the room where Joel died. Uh, and Dina says something along the lines of um, he wasn't actually the person who, who killed Joel. It was Abby. Um, so is, is he, just as much to blame sort of thing. And Ali's instant reaction was essentially, you know, I don't remember the exact word for word, uh, but it's it's pretty much, yeah, they all need to go sort of thing. So mm-hmm. she's not interested really in um, bringing Tommy home as requested. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. And what happens at the TV station before we get to the cinema? Is that what What is important about that? So, on in in back to that hotel room, mm. there's a photo uh, of Leah, yeah, which is one of the characters that was in the room where Joel died as well. Yeah, uh, so they're chasing a lead basically. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, there's a note that says she's at the TV station. Mm-hmm. Um, so they basically head out to see if if she's still there. Yeah, I think the most important thing that happens in between here and when they get to the cinema is that they're going through a um, sort of underground uh, tunnel or basement or sort of sewery area or something and they're getting overrun by infected and the spores and whatnot and Ali's mask cracks uh, and mm. Dina yep. Dina says, you know, oh, we'll share mine, we'll share mine and Ali says, no, no, you know, keep it on and Dina just doesn't understand and then Ali says, you know, I'm immune, I'm no. immune. I think it's like the the pinnacle, pivotal moment where Ali uh, gets gets out the fact that she's immune to Dina and Dina you know, sees it in the flesh. Similar, um, exact same as the the way that Ali got it out to Joel in the first game, in a, yeah. in an area of spores where she didn't have the mask on and whatnot. So, um, that's a pretty pivotal moment. Uh, if anyone else has anyone, that's, that's the very last thing that happens before they get to the theater. Yeah, because they're they're trying to flee from all the infected. Yeah, it's like a subway or, or even a tunnel or something. Yeah. Like they literally yeah. come out of it and cross the road to the cinema door. Um, yeah, they get inside the cinema. I don't know if you have anything else to say about that. Oh, I was just going to add. I think in that in that part, yeah, it's a really hectic um, escape, and we see, um, yeah, in, in Ali's desperation to make sure Dina keeps her mask on, she really fears at that moment, and um, and um, the I think this is the first part where we actually get to set the infected against the. Um, against the wolves is it like we sort of see them all in the one room and we can sort of trigger the infected to attack the other yeah and this is yeah you of... can sort of throw throw a brick towards the wolves yeah yeah and it is good that the, the clickers hear that <laughs> and they yeah 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 <laughs> becomes an important tactic <laughs> yeah it does i think it, i think I it adds that. a bit of vulner, vulnerability as well because we, mm. now we don't have to just go in guns blazing we actually yeah. try to avoid the combat 
you can almost you can actually in that section in, when you're at the very bottom of the train station or whatever it is you can almost sneak around throw a couple of bricks or a bottles or whatever lure the infected towards the wolves and you can almost sneak around without actually having to shoot a single bullet it's and you can get through the end of the passage without actually killing anything yeah until you get to the shambler room which is a different story yeah <laughs> shambler is that before the cinema yeah as well so this so yep. elaborate on the shambler they're the uh the new infected mm-hmm. enemy yeah and they kind of uh explode with different they just sort of give out big gas clouds that that yeah kill you, even ellie uh, instantly basically yeah it's big sort of big boys. Uh, it's sort of big like a bloater but then it yeah yeah pushes out the um smoke yeah okay yeah, 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 yeah. It's like an area of effect sort of thing. Um, yep. Yeah, if a bloat is holding, there's a couple of rooms in. that have a minute. It's like a coughing. Yeah. So yeah, I was yeah just, if a bloat is holding all the gas in, a shambler's releasing all of that built-up gas. Yeah. Could be okay. called the, sh- the yeah. charter or something. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> Come on now. So they bust into this cinema. Uh, just to, to find somewhere safe that they can stay for the night. Uh, and Ellie tries to talk to Dina about am- her immunity. Uh, and you can see that Ellie's pretty nervous about speaking up on it. She's like, it's the first time you really see her not be uh, pretty confident in the things that she's saying. She's like sort of got her head down. She's sort of rubbing her hands together, like doesn't want to say it because she doesn't want to uh, say the wrong thing. Uh but Dina replies to Ellie by telling her that she thinks that she's pregnant. So they've come all the way to Seattle uh, and Dina thinks that she's gotten pregnant. Uh, and while while Dina was just being, uh, you know, listening nicely and just understanding that Ellie is immune and she's just getting on board with it and not talking really back at her, Dina tells Ellie that she's pregnant and Ellie loses her shit at her. <laughs> like the exact mm. opposite reaction to what Dina just gave. Uh, you know, Ellie's, uh, you know, this, this doesn't help their mission at all. No. It's, yeah, it's, it, you know, makes it more clear that her mindset is about revenge rather than bringing Tommy back or whatever, any other thing. Yeah. She doesn't even care about her girlfriend at this point. Yeah. That she's pregnant. I think she (laughs) says like, well, what are we going to do now? Or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, Dina says uh, she didn't say it because she didn't want to be a burden. And Ellie's reply line is, "Well, you're a burden now, aren't you?" Or something like that. Yeah, yeah, and, uh, yeah. Very, very poor response. Yeah, no, it's <laughs> not yeah, very nice of Ellie. She's blinded by this hate, that's for sure. Mm. Yeah. If she goes to have a breather, basically after it, and she walks into the sort of theater of this cinema, uh, cinema building, she finds a guitar. Uh, which is, you know, the guitar is her, really her last, her proper last connection to Joel at this point. Mm. She picks him up throughout the game uh, and that triggers a flashback sequence uh, where Joel and Ellie go to like a museum, which is a really nice, yeah. really nice flashback. And that's a birthday. Yeah, three, three years earlier. Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. it's like three years, two years, one year, something like that. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, we see, I think the flashback starts with Allie training with Tommy uh, between, between between the events of the 
games. I, I don't, actually, yeah, sorry, it might be. It probably is the. Um, well, it is between the events of both games. Yeah, sorry. Um, so yeah, about three <laughs> years ago, um, I was just thinking like, oh, there's only like a couple of months, but because we pick up, we we actually pick up the game. The game starts about a few months after, so it's sort of in that four year gap. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but um, the, there seems to be a bit of awkwardness there. Um, it seems to come from Ali being unsure of what happened in Salt Lake City, but it's uh, really nice to see the three of them acting like a family. Um, and we just want this fracture to be repaired. This sort of little bit of doubt that's creeping into them um, based on Joel's lie about what happened at the hospital. Um, yeah. Joel does a pretty start. good, pretty good job at diffusing the situation by pushing Ellie off a cliff into the river. Uh, yeah. Like it, like any dad yeah. would. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. But then it, t- it turns out they have to swim anyway to get to where they're going. But Ellie, uh, Ellie isn't uh, lingering on the past when they get to this museum. She's extremely excited. And you can play, you're actually playing as Ellie in this moment as well. Uh, oh, well, you play as Ellie the whole game, don't you? But you're playing as a younger Ellie in this moment and she, you know, she climbs up the top of the dinosaur statue and she bloody... Has a she picks up a hat and you can put the hat on all the dinosaurs and and all yeah. this just really funny stuff uh, that a kid a, a little kid would do. Um, but I think the most important the most important bit is when they get to the space shuttle uh, mm. and they, and Joel gives her this cassette tape for her birthday of a space launch and they sit inside the shuttle together and they she puts on a helmet picks out a helmet to put on and they sort of uh, reenact a space launch which is something that's you know before Ellie's time even being born mm. so it's something from the old days so it's really nice touching moment really nice father daughter bonding um segment well and in that moment as well she keeps her eyes closed while this tape's playing and we're um we're zoomed in like an um, uh, a close-up of her face in this helmet and as she's listening to this um to this recording we're actually seeing her um, like her mask lights up with all the lights that would happen as she's going to space as well. Like it's actually happening mm-hmm. around her. That's where her imagination's taken her. And it probably goes for a good oh, two minutes, um, this reenactment. And it's just, um, it really it puts us there as well. Like it, it lets us imagine that Ali's actually in a, you know, a better place in a different time. Um, yeah. You know, because we're in a dream. This is, this is a dream of hers and she loves dinosaurs. She's obviously obviously fascinated with um with space and yeah this is just um a huge moment really and and just to add as well when when joel pushes her into the water earlier that's for her him to teach her how to swim finally as well yeah so this yeah, is a okay. huge this mm. is a like a great flashback uh, we learned so much about both of them yeah <laughs> um, and this is the positive thing to come from the game actually this is a really positive scene well it is it ends a little bit negative. <laughs> yeah. Bring uh, us back down, Will. Well, the, the, main, the main thing that happens here is that they uh, they cross over to another side of the museum and it's been it's all locked up and now Ali can get inside to unlock it uh, and she sort of runs into a, a boar or something like that. There's an, anim- an animal inside. They, their nervous is infected, but it's actually just a wild animal. But when they come back... It's a to- pretty spooky section, actually. Mm. Well, yeah, it it's is. actually it's painted Super like it's going to be something mm. really scary. It just turns out to be this pig or something. Mm. But it's uh, wild piggy, wild yeah, the wild piggy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Joel and Joel and Ellie, when they come back together, they they see a a massive spray painting or something on the wall of the Firefly logo, uh, and it just says liars there, 
in massive spray paint, which is, you know, there's there's this really nice scene picture of Ali and Joel standing either side of this Firefly mark saying lies for like a good two or three seconds yeah. where there's just no dialogue and it's just a really, really defining uh, scene to look at. <laughs> yeah, it's a stark it's, reminder. It's pretty confusing at that time too because you think, well, Ali's suspicious. She clearly has a negative reaction looking at that in that up to this point. She doesn't know any. She sort of believes Joel sort of doesn't, but in her mind, the Fireflies didn't come through with what they were supposed to do. Yeah. In make She doesn't know any better at this point in time, so she probably thinks that, yeah, maybe this is actually correct. It's sort of maybe Joel is telling the truth. Yeah. It probably makes her a little bit more confused. Yeah. Well, Joel quickly diffuses it by just saying, come on, let's go. Yep. He, yeah. he just gets him out of there. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, and that ends the day one. Yep, it does. That's the um, that's uh, I think I think each sort of day or sections generally, um, capped with a, a flashback. So we sort of, uh, that's the good segue into the next day. Yeah. Without showing yep. them sleep, because remember in video games nobody sleeps or eats. So <laughs> no. <laughs> if we had to stay with her, I'm sure we would have just gone for three days straight without sleep here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh back at the cinema for start of day two, they I think we forgot to mention this for day one. They they found a they find like a radio in the cinema up in a top level, uh like a broadcast radio, and Dina has fixed the radio uh that morning. Uh, and they sort of, Ali and, and Dina sort of reconciled, say, you know, last night that was a stupid conversation. Uh, and they they hear on the radio that a lone male has been seen at Area 14 causing casualties. Uh, and, and Dina has been drawing up a map of the different numbered zones that the WLF have set up throughout Seattle by listening to the broadcasts. Um, so, yeah, I think that's it's it's cool that they're going to those lengths like they've found this device that can help them track is uh it, it, it may it helps cool the it helps private detective yeah it helps the narrative make a bit more sense to why why they ended up going here rather than there that kind of thing so it's a mm. it's a good start today too like they're, they're on the ball they've got the got the direction so let's get going bit of a game plan yeah yeah kick it <laughs> off with a good breakfast and a good game plan yeah but of <laughs> course uh of course, Dina is uh, pregnant, so she's not going. So, day two, Ali, you're off on your own. Yeah, which is scary. Well, it's the only part... Well, not the... Sorry, not the only part. It's it's one of the only parts of the two games where you're off... You're actually on a journey by yourself and there's no dialogue. Yeah. There's no talking because it's literally just Ali moving, you know? So, it's it's a bit it's a bit strange. It's a bit eerie and quiet. And you're just hoping mm. that you go in the right direction. Yeah. You're not going to get jumped, really. <laughs> yeah. Is this um? Do we find the guitar strings here, or is that in the the shop when she finds when she picks up that guitar? The the guitar strings. The strings is it? Yeah. Yeah. That's 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 towards the end of of day two. Yeah. Okay. That's in a f- yeah. So we're not we're not quite at that point yet. Yeah. 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 Okay. Well. In this, um, well, in day two, we finally encounter the scars, and this is where I think being solo as Ali really, uh, really works at making you fear for a bit fearful because you're, um, I think the first scene is it because you hear them whistle and they have all these like dog whistles 
that communicate to each other and you sort of hear that mm-hmm. going through the this sort of sort of long grass uh, forest area um and it's raining heavily and you can just um i think a, is it a bow or something that just shoot uh, an arrow sorry that nearly hits ally and yeah. you sort of drop to the ground or hits her in the shoulder actually in the shoulder Straight in yeah. the shoulder and you have to you, it, it teaches you you got to hold r1 to actually pull it back out yeah you got to pull the arrow out and basically so what how i handled this because not knowing who these this enemy was they're almost like gorilla warriors like you know they're almost one with the forest it's it's quite intense and i sort of i actually just got low um prone through this long grass and crawled through the whole thing because i, I actually felt so exposed <laughs> and like I um I went past yeah. all of them and we sort of go through and they're just these um yeah basically just some almost like a tribe of people who are just uh, uh as murderous as the wolf as the wolves yeah um I died a bunch of it, times doing just this section this first scars bit it was really really tough uh, well, you have to go every time you, if you stood up for a second it was you just get hit straight yeah, away yeah. <laughs> you have to go up the car park <laughs> you got to be real careful all this sort of stuff yeah it was really um yeah it was really intense this goes for about oh. 45 minutes to an hour of solid trying to mm. avoid all these people and it's really intense but it, it, um, I stopped trusting Seattle after this that's for sure <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah it's a tough second and there's a lot less buildings to go through so there's a lot less materials you can gather mm. so it's by the end when you get to the end of going through all the seraphites you really don't have a lot to work with anymore no. the mm-hmm. final little bit is, is really difficult yeah and we're trying to find Nora here aren't we that's what you're saying. We hear on the radio yes. that she's at the hospital. Uh, um, well, I don't think, I, I, not at this bit. At this stage, where we're yeah, just going towards yet. Area 14, because okay. they heard that possibly Tommy uh, would be there. But Ali, yep. get you get there and you fight a bunch of enemies off and whatnot, and you're confronted. You, you know, someone grabs you from behind to shush you like an ally, but it turns out that Jesse's come all the way from Jackson. Yeah, uh, to find them. So that's the, mm. I mean, it's you know it might not be him that was the low male, but it's assuming at that point that this is the guy that's been <laughs> running a bit of a muck through the area. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I'm pretty sure there was a trailer too that actually had that exact scene, but it had Tommy. Yeah, I would. I I reckon you're right. I think I remember that. Mm. Yeah. Really massive fake. Yeah. Out. A bu- yeah, a bu- <laughs> yeah. A bunch of things oh. in the trailers were huge fake outs. Um. Mm. And there's another thing uh, that will. We'll find we'll find in a flashback later on that I'll tell you there was a fake out as well. But uh, that's epic, isn't it? I love that games are doing that because, as you know, Will, um, they show a bit too much in games and movie trailers now. <laughs> so oh, the fake for God's sake. Oh yeah, <laughs> but you could do a bonus episode <laughs> on that. <laughs> oh, we should do a bonus episode just on the fact that Lady Dimitrescu and Resident Evil Village was only in there for an hour and a half of the ten-hour game. Oh, I know. And the, all the trailers are only about her. Anyway. <laughs> It's on the mind. We finished that this morning. <laughs> um, Jesse and Ali steal a truck here to escape. Uh, and it's this like really chaotic car car sort of driving sequence where they have to fight off a lot of infected. Ali has to shoot tons of infected. Is that correct? You're, you're in the car shooting infected out of the windows. Yeah, Jesse's driving. I'm off the win- front windshield and all this stuff. And uh, they crash it into the river and... What happens when they crash into the river? Do they just swim? Do they just sort of get swim down the river and then get out and then make their way back to cinema or something? Or 
Yeah, that's pretty much it. We've, we've got the timeline a little tangled here. So all this with Jesse happens before the Seraphite section. Yeah, I, I thought... So basically yeah. the, the car bombs into the lake and then... Okay. The, yeah, because all the windows are smashed because you've just been shooting them all out. <laughs> they just sort of swim out. Yeah. Right, right, um, right. And ho- hobble back to the, the theatre. Yeah. Yeah. So we get back to the theatre and uh, obviously Jesse and Dina are reunited uh, and Ellie says that, you know, we're going out. I'm going out again. Like it's, it's you know, probably like almost the middle of the night. She's like, no, nah, I'm not stopping. Because mm. they found out information about the hospital through the radio, I think, while Dina found out while they were yeah. gone, um, that someone yeah, named yeah, Nora exactly. would be at, the, be at the hospital. So Ellie leaves again in the middle of the night uh, and that's, I think, where we go through the scars on the way to the yeah, hospital. Yeah yeah, yeah. 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 But getting to the hospital... Uh, that's pretty tough. And one thing I did, did like is when you get to the hospital area, uh, you have to swim up behind this girl when you first get in there. And she's sitting there playing a Pears Vita. And I just really like right. that. I don't know. I just think it's a fun little Easter egg. <laughs> <laughs> Not that I've ever had a Pears Vita, but I like those kind of things. Yeah. yeah. And you stab her in the throat. So, there you go. That's what you get for buying Pears Vita, yeah, I pretty, suppose. pretty brutal. Well, I'm, sure she didn't buy, I'm sure she didn't buy it, but... <laughs> in those times yeah <laughs> <laughs> don't know if any EV yeah. games are still going in uh, Seattle but yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah and that's a tough area too getting into the hospital that, that the out the front uh, with all the WLF and the dogs that um, track your sand that's really tough very tough yeah yeah you've got to um, and I think this is where going solo as Ali was sort of as tough as we know she is, we we just we always feel out of our. I always felt out of my depth as Ellie, um, as well. Mm. Like she's got, you know, she's 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 so driven and tough and everything. But I just keep thinking when you get to this moment, you think, oh, why is she? What is she doing here? Like, how the hell am I going to get into this hospital with all of these, um, you know, soldiers and everything walking around, stop me from getting in? And and it took me like ten goes as well. So yeah. I, I actually I appreciate that they made. Being going solo as Ellie, very difficult. Not just like you're a one, uh, you know, man or girl army. Yeah, um, yeah. It's, it seems a little different from the first game, which in those sort of equivalent uh, kind of fights, there's like six or seven enemies. But there's especially as you go into the hospital, there's like twenty five other guys that you've got to take out before you can. Mm. Or you, if you can't sneak in, you've got to literally take out like 20, 25 different enemies. <laughs> oh, yeah. So many more people to deal with. And you don't have a, you don't know where, you got, where you've got to go in this area too. It's not linear. When, when you're presented no. with these combat segments, um, it, you know, it could be, uh, say, a city block, for example, um, and you don't know where the entry is. You've basically just got to find your way. And eventually, you just I, I, have, I basically just stumbled across ways to go. <laughs> I ended up running into yeah. so much trouble just trying to go, like doubling back and going, trying this way, then trying that way. Um, and then obviously, the last, when you actually eventually find it, you go for that um, the next time you mm. hit the checkpoint. But it's um, very difficult. It's a, it's a difficult game, very challenging. Yeah. How do you guys feel about uh, shooting dogs? Yeah. Uh. They're, they're very killing dogs. dogs. It always feels bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, especially with headphones on and the the bark, the squeal. They yeah, do the, every the time. whelping. <laughs> yeah, 
it's pretty hard to listen to. Yeah, yeah. this is coming that's from not, me that just, well on that. <laughs> just killed every single animal I could see in Resident Evil Village. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, you were brutal with those farm animals. <laughs> yeah, because they were and for the you said you're not even going to... You're like, oh, yeah, I'm going to platinum this, so I've got to do this. I'm like, oh, it's fair enough. Worthy calls me going, oh, I don't think I'll platinum it. So, you just killed all those animals for nothing. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> those, those, those pigs and those mountain goats. Those, oh, yeah. The, those chooks. Oh, oh, you saw the mountain goat charge me. He had a cover. After you shot it. After he you had, shot it. He had a cover. He had a cover. <laughs> it was after you shot it. <laughs> uh, we... We find uh, Nora in the hospital. We confront Nora and she basically says that Joel got what he deserved. And I, I don't remember the whole conversation, but he says that Joel Joel got what he deserved to Ellie, mm. which sparks Ellie up like crazy. Well, at this point, they're actually in a spore-infested basement, I think, as well. They fall into it. So, Nora's, Nora's choking. Oh, well, when, they fir- when they Soon first meet and she says that, yeah. it's before. It's not in a spore area, but... It, okay. it, it triggers yep. like a chase scene where you basically chase Nora throughout the whole hospital, um, a few different levels of wards and stuff, which leads into the basement, yeah. Mm. Mm. Um, and this yeah, really shows Ali's brutality. <laughs> yeah, well, it's a pretty long hunt, really. Um, but it's, yeah, this is sort of where Ali loses all of her control um, when she off screen beats Nora to death. Uh, we don't actually have to see the impact which thank god um but we don't need to we understand how heavy this is um but you have to instigate it you have to instigate it yeah, yeah. you have to press the square or whatever yeah. it is um, you, see, you see like four or five swings though like it's focused on ali's face oh that's, you, that's, yeah. yeah you see you see it um but yeah and that's where this violence in the game as it says it's high impact it's not even that we see it that makes it so like r-rated it's actually mm. the the way they use it and the way you feel and what it implies that's actually the heaviest part yeah, um, and, the, and I think beyond this point, I wasn't exactly sure, or I was pretty sure that Ellie can't really be saved. Uh, you know, because this is it deeply unsettles her, um, as we see shortly after. Um, mm. I think when she gets back to Dina, like her hands are shaking. Um, she's completely rattled. Yeah, she's and, holding the map. Yeah, and she says to she says to Dina, "I made her talk." Yeah. And, and yeah. that's, you know, she's open about how she handled the situation. She's pretty both embarrassed and ashamed of it. Um, well, she's distraught. She can't. She can hardly even speak. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And, and then takes, she says, "Yeah, sorry." Oh, and then she just says to um, Dino, "I don't. I don't want to lose you." Mm. Um, that's where this quote from the first game comes back, where she's talking about she doesn't want to be alone. That's her. That's her greatest fear. Yeah. Um, well. That's, uh, heavy 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 part yeah well dina also like helps wash her up because she's like just shaking dina, she takes ali takes off her shirt and her body is literally just covered in bruises and cuts and blood it's like it's yeah. destroyed it's, it is hectic i don't know how she's even moving i know yeah, it's awful jeepers we can't even get up straight in the morning <laughs> nah. from, like from a weekend of laying on the on the on the couch playing playstation yeah we stub out <laughs> we stub out we get up in the same buddy. state <laughs> yeah um just quickly to wrap up to wrap up day two we uh there's two different flashback uh flashback sequences uh we 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 actually missed one so after they get back to the cinema with ali and jesse the first time it triggers a flashback where 
we see Tommy uh, letting Ali do some training with a sniper rifle. Um, and they go back down to this uh, sort of, you know, I don't know what you call it, like a, just whatever, just this building uh, out in the woods. Uh, and Tommy sort of baits Ali and Joel into going down the street to pick up new strings for her guitar at this music shop. Um, just can I just quickly jump in there? Yeah. That building where they go into is the same building where Abby finds Tommy and Joel on the start. That's that's the where the cable cars oh. end up at the top of the mountain. It's just summer, not winter, not covered in snow. It's the same building. And if, and if I can oh. iron out what I was referring to earlier about in the flashback where Ali's learning with Tommy, this is actually what I was referring to. So it's a separate flashback to the museum visit. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, okay, I didn't put that together about the buildings. Yeah, same place. Uh, You fight a massive bloater in this section, deep into the um, building on the way to the music shop, and it is tough tough as nails, that fight. Mm. Tough as nails. And I think we... I think we already alluded to it in the... Maybe in the part A episode, or maybe it was off uh, off recording, but you fight this thing for so long, you don't realize that the only way to end the fight is actually to let it catch you. Yeah. <laughs> and Joel comes in and says, Yeah, getting game. caught by it actually triggers a cutscene where Joel just absolutely obliterates his bloater to save Ali. Uh, and you just waste it so you, you much. You do have ammo. to do a certain amount of damage to it before you you can let it catch Yeah, you, but it like busts through the brick walls you after you and everything. It's 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 nuts. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's pretty pretty tough. Yeah. But as they just before, before they get to the, they never get to the music store because they find a they find a dead couple in a room. Mm. Uh, and it turns out that they were a young couple that ran away from Jackson about a year ago. And they were referred to earlier, I think, weren't they? Yeah. And Ali, uh, one thing that Ali says is, if only they were immune, right? Sort of like a backhanded comment to Joel, uh, you know, yeah. kind of saying, you know, I know you're full of it. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. Uh, and Joel really doubles down here and says, there was no cure. Like really doubles down on the fact that He's standing by his blatant lie, you know. It's a it's very awkward. It's a telling yeah. scene. All these, in my opinion, these flashbacks are the the most important part of the whole game. Um, they are. Yeah, yeah. If you can hear my um, dog Winston right now, he's I think he's about to get fed dinner, so he's going absolutely <laughs> bananas out there. He's, he's You'll hear happy. me doing the same. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, the other. Do you guys have anything else to say about that? I was just going to add that I think, yeah, with, it's important to know that with these flashbacks, it really adds context and weight to everything that Ali seems to be feeling in the subsequent sections. Um, so, after that flashback you're talking about, that's where she goes to the hospital. Um, and it just, um, there's nothing necessarily that's explicit that happens that relates to that memory, but it just shapes every, like everything that we see about Ali. Um, and how we feel about her and, you know, if she's feeling, um, you know, taking out this anger, anger um, taking out all her hate on Nora, it ties to how we think she feels about remembering Joel as well. Mm-hmm. It just, it just um, it's almost just a, a constant reminder and uh, of where she actually is at mentally and emotionally. Yeah. Well, it's everything she does, everything she does is built off of frustration off that lie, you know, mm-hmm. like as much as she wants to avenge Joel, she's also frustrated by Joel. 
So she just takes it out on people in those instances. But I think you just mentioned the hospital then. The other flashback that happens at the end of day two, uh, Ellie has basically uh, left Jackson and she's gone to the um, hospital in Salt Lake City to find answers. This is two Uh, years prior. Two years prior to the current day. Um, And Joel finds her out the front of the hospital and, you know, Ellie just, she's really, she's really upset and she says, you know, if you tell me the truth right now, I'll come back to, I'll come back to Jackson. Uh, But if you don't, I'm gone. You'll never see me again. And Joel says, yeah, she's gone through the hospital and found the um and found the evidence that he's he's making it up. Marlene's the jig is up now. Marlene's yeah, re- yeah, the recording. recording. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Joel says making a vaccine would have killed you, so I stopped them. And mm. his face is like it's all squished up, and he's looking down like he's just he's just so uh, in denial about saying it like about what he did he's, he just cannot even can't even get it out it's just it's burning up inside of him you can see it in his face it's really awful and then mm. Ali just explodes in uh sadness <laughs> yeah yeah it's um oh, it's it's so intense because it, it it incriminates joel openly like there's no you know no secret now mm. um um, we can share our knowledge of him with someone else, <laughs> with another character in the game. Um, yep. But um, but now we can see where the trust was broken mm-hmm. as well. Um, yeah, well, this is, is why. Yeah. yeah. Um, but Amber Johnson, um, Amber Johnson, Ashley Johnson, the, the voice Ashley. actress. Uh, Ashley. Yeah. Um, who plays um, Ali's, That's She's so strong here. I, I don't actually understand how someone can act like this, um, you know, as in uh, perform a role where you have to be so um, miserable. And same with Troy Baker. It's just, it's, um, it's so intense. But it's, uh, and we see Joel um, being so broken, uh, having to tell her, but knowing, knowing he's going to lose her. Um, yeah. And it, re- it wrecks Ali and their relationship and it really hurts. It's, yeah. it's, it's actually it's too real to be honest mm. Ali says she'll go back to Jackson because he did yeah, she said she'd go back if he told the truth but she says yeah. you know that they're done and what yeah. I was going to say before with the trailer is that if you look up the Last of Us uh, 2 trailer this sequence is sort of in it a little bit but it shows Joel and Ali as their uh, current day uh, variations like they're older and in the mm-hmm. real game, their models were a lot were two years younger. They looked a lot different. Um, so like it, right. you didn't know it was a flashback in the trailers. They looked like it was basically Joel's yeah. model from the start of the game, where he's an older man, and then Ellie's um, model you play as her through the game. Yeah, yeah, righto. Mm. Very smart, naughty dog, a dirty dogs. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that ends day two. I think maybe uh, we'll have a quick break. Uh, and we'll come back and get into day three, get into the rest of the game. Yep. Sound good? Sounds All good. Right. Sounds good. See you surely. Wait. No, Tom. Don't do it. I won't tell. Oh. <laughs> when they woke up, they won't even know what's happened. Okay. So, three, two, one. Hi. I'm Tom. You may know me from such films as Tom on Fire, Master and Tom. Tom of the Caribbean and Days of Future Tom. Today, I want to talk about me. 
in a very special bonus episode to release under the name of These Idiots. I want to tell you about what I'm playing at the moment and get a few things off my chest. Somehow, I don't think my baby brother will be too happy about it, which makes it all the more worthwhile. Uh, where, where am I? All right, Luke's waking up. Anyway, stay tuned for the episode in the next couple of weeks. Thomas! No, no, it's mum. Wait, what happened here? Tom still cannot be trusted. Enemies of the Rumble Pack podcast beware. We cannot be stopped. Alright, welcome back. Hope you enjoyed your break. Tom, sick of your nonsense again. If you hi- try to hijack the show one more time, like you just did in that break, mm. you will not be welcome back. I promise I'll keep it in line. Yeah, good. From now on, I'll be a good boy. Yeah, yeah good. let's hope so. Um, Alright, so we're up to <laughs> Seattle day three with Ali. And... What do you know? Things get really dark here. They do. Seems to be a recurring theme. <laughs> yeah, because the game wasn't dark before. Yeah. It's only getting dark <laughs> now. <laughs> uh, most of day three consists of Jess, uh, Ellie and Jesse. They sort of head out because they have intel that Abby has been seen at an aquarium in like downtown or the port of Seattle or wherever it is. Um, so they leave Dina behind because she's just, yeah, she's pregnant. She's stuffed. Uh Ali's pretty conflicted about it. Uh, like that, that the the uh, the day starts with a sort of sort of argument, sort of not argument, where Jesse saying, you know, we need to get we need to get Dina home, and then Ali is trying to justify to Jesse that you know the best way to finding Tommy, getting Tommy home, is by finding Abby. So even even in even by saying trying to make it seem like she cares more about Tommy and um, Dina's well being, she's still going towards, you know, if we find Abby, then we can do these other things <laughs> where all the rest mm. of them are saying, you know, let's just be on, that's beyond the point at this, at this point. Let's just get uh, Dina home safe, you know. Um, yeah, so they head out to the, they head out to the aquarium uh, and Jesse, they, they hear a radio report of a, of a man causing a bit of a ruckus through one of the uh, WLF's radios. And Jesse says, you know, we've got to go this way. We got to go towards the the point where they think Tommy is, and Ellie's uh, argues against that and says, you know, we're taking a boat and we're going straight to the aquarium because that's where Tommy's going to head anyway. Which you can say, like, you know, the point is valid. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what do you guys think? It is. Yeah. Ultimately, she's still Ellie is is doing what's quickest to get revenge rather than what might be a team solution yep. for sure so we steal a boat and the boat driving in this game is actually surprisingly good to, feels good it is good it's pretty cool actually yeah <laughs> thank, yeah thank god yeah because anything to do with water and navigation can sometimes derail an entire game such as the witcher 3 worst yeah. swimming experience we've ever had <laughs> oh yeah that is bad <laughs> coming off the sea of thieves episode a couple of weeks ago we needed some we needed some good boat traversal and we got it here and the seas, oh, yeah. like this is. Mm. I was going to say this is the same. This is the same in the same way that uh, Tom and I are connoisseurs of in-game horses. You and I will. Uh, oh, and Tom, sorry. So Tom was on that Sea of Thieves adventure. We're all <laughs> um, connoisseurs of uh, of any sort of naval experience. Mm-hmm. So we, sure. had, we had high ex- expectations here. We did, we did, and the seas are. Uh, the seas are like treacherous as hell that she's going through. There's like a big storm and the the tide is like super, the tide is high as like it's, it's crazy out there. Mm, yeah. <laughs> uh, 
there's a few it's like river river rapids in some sections yeah like full-on rapids down as you're going down towards mm. the coast it's a it's actually a lot of fun and there's lots of lots of like side areas where you can fight a bunch <coughs> of uh bunch of walls for for items and things that you don't have to go to it's it's not it's not open like the Seattle CBD, but it has a little hints of it because you can go off the beaten path with the boat, go to some areas. Uh, yep. It all comes around with a uh, at an arcade where Ali fights uh, this massive bloater, and it is a seriously <laughs> tough fight. There's a, a few tough tough boss tough boss fights in this game, but this one in particular is I I struggled. I think I got it first go. Sorry. But usually the things that I think well, are hard, you get them first go. Yeah, no, and everything else I struggle at. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're way better. Yeah. I thought it was pretty no, tough. It was tough. And it's mm. a good it's a good little uh, bit of scenery for a fight in the arcade. There's a bit of like fun lights and colours and stuff. But is it there's just not ma- catches you off guard too when you fall through the floor. Yeah. You don't you don't, you don't think you're gonna yeah. have to do it. There's just not yeah. much room to move there. Um and the and, and there's a, a lot of other infected in the fight as well, so you're really you're really cramped and isolated yeah. in there. Um, it feels uh, pretty claustrophobic. And if you did fight all of the other enemies, that you all the optional enemies essentially that you, you didn't need to fight. But if you did fight them on the way to that arcade in the boat, you don't have a lot of ammo mm. or, or health kits or anything like that. So it's yeah, yeah, you can you can definitely get there on uh, very low inventory, <laughs> which I yeah. think is actually what I did, which is why I struggled because I think. When I got so, there, I I had like no uh no pelts left for the shotgun or anything. I just had like a, a bit of handgun ammo, handgun ammo, and that was it. I I didn't have anything on me, so uh it was the second time I played it. I made sure I didn't use any a single Molotov up to that point. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, yeah. Well, when I went through it, the game again uh to to get all the collectibles for the platinum trophy, I'm pretty sure I was very well stocked when I got there, but that was because I was speed running the game. I didn't stop at any of the other points or <laughs> to fight anybody. I was like, no, I know this is coming up. I'm saving everything. Um Ali comes I'm not exactly sure where it goes from here, but Ali ends up swimming across a across like a uh opening at the bay to get to the aquarium. Uh through like some mm. Yeah, she gets out in the yeah. ocean and, and the waves. Yeah, so she's over. swimming through, swimming in the ocean. She hardly knows how to swim, uh, and mm. she's swimming through these treacherous seas. That's how determined she is to find Abby. Like she's not trying to find Tommy here. Yeah. She's just that determined to to kill Abby that she's swimming yeah. through this ocean. Yeah. It's actually crazy, and it's night time. Mm. You can't see what's underwater. Uh, so you get all the way in there and you get into the aquarium. And at the aquarium, Ellie. Well, first of all, uh, you you met with a dog uh, in, through one of the doors that you kill, which uh, comes a bit... Alice. Alice, yep. A dog named Alice, mm-hmm. which sort of comes uh, full circle later on. Uh, and then she confronts Owen and Mel, who... Uh, so, we met Owen earlier on with Abby uh, in Jackson. And we... And Mel... We don't know at the time... To- we don't know at the time, but um, yeah, Owen and Mel are together. Um and she holds him up at gunpoint, and she goes ahead and uses that same uh, map pointing at tactic that Joel and Tommy have used. So again, we, we're going back to this sort of torture route, <laughs> which yeah, without without um, because she, she holds a gun to them, and she doesn't she doesn't she doesn't pin them down and you know threaten to torture in the same way Tommy and uh, Joel do. But we um, are very much <laughs> weary that 
normally this sort of threat of I'll let you go if you point to the map. Mm. <laughs> we know that most uh, people don't survive that. Um, yeah. That ultimatum. <laughs> well, it's, it's no surprise that it didn't work out because uh, she didn't commit to the full the full act. She didn't get him tied down or anything. She just held him at gunpoint yeah. and two against one. Uh, they mm. they fought back, uh, and she ends up killing them both. <laughs> yeah. uh, and she uh, is terrified when she realizes that Mel is pregnant. Yeah, and it is as much in self-defense as it is actually. Obviously, is, she initiated yeah. the, the entire scenario, but she did do it in self-defense. So it wasn't. It was a bit of a scramble. Yep. It wasn't a uh, a conscious effort to kill them, and that and that is another layer of um, complexity to um, Ali's character. Yeah, for sure. And you know, she sees that uh, Mal is pregnant, and she. I think in that moment, she's so scared of who she's become. And because of Dina's pregnant as well, it's it's got there's that link there. She she thinks, oh, this has just gone too far. Because mm. when they because from here they go back to the um, cinema, they there is a close in shot on the fact that Ali left her map behind uh, that leads back to yep. the hotel. So she leaves a map on the ground. Um, so they go back to the cinema and uh, Ali and Je- uh, Jesse. Uh, oh, sorry. Jesse and Tommy actually uh, rock up at the aquarium when Ali's freaking out after killing them, uh, and they take mm. her back uh, to the cinema. So Tommy's rocked up. Jesse's found him. So Jesse ultimately went the correct way, uh, yeah. and yeah. they all go back to the cinema. And Ali's basically on board with going home to with, mm. with Jesse and Tommy. She's actually seen that what too far is, and she's she's happy to call it in and you know get Dina home safe because of what she just did. Yeah. Um. Yeah, for sure. So, especially D- Dina. Sorry, but and Dina being a pre- pregnant, um, like Mal's probably a big part of that. She's um, yeah. That's that's definitely you know, realize what. Lo- yeah. Mm. Mm. And uh, Tommy goes out out to the other room in the cinema to, to I don't know to do something or go and go, get grab something. Maybe I'm not really sure, but we see the consequences of uh, uh, Ali leaving her map behind very quickly when. There's a bit of noise down there and Ali and Jesse run through the doors only to find Abby who's <laughs> rocked up at the cinema holding Tommy at gunpoint who's obviously taken the map and uh, used it to find them uh, and he, she shoots Jesse straight through the head as soon as they go through the door and kills him. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Which, you know. And uh, Yeah, go on. And Ali dives instantly down behind the counter because it's in the, um, the foyer. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I think this... I think it's it's a real bummer because Ali was actually ready to call it a day here and let let it go, and then they run mm. through the door and uh, Abby instantly shoots her friend Jesse. <laughs> so there's another kill added to this story. So now Ali's never going to be able to let it go. She was, mm. she was you know this close to letting it go, and then this happens and just sucked her right back into the anger. Which is a real bummer. Mm. Uh, uh yeah, so Abby yeah kills Jesse and then is holding Tommy at gunpoint, and she says that you know we let you live back at Jackson. Uh, so she's I don't think Je- uh, Abby was at all expecting this. Mm-mm. It's safe to no. say, yeah. Um, and it's a real bummer. It's a real bummer that all this happened because Jesse Jesse was just a really good friend to Ali. 
in the foyer, in the um, cinema room right before they went through to the foyer. She, he was very understanding of, uh, you know, what happened when they were out and that, you know, uh, they went their separate ways and they never weren't going to do that again and everything. So you get this real touching moment between them and then he's instantly gone. Uh, but yeah, uh, uh, Abby says, you killed my friends, uh, we let you live and you wasted it. Huge, uh, mm. hugely powerful line in this scene. And that uh, yeah. basically ends the, the day three. Day three, it's pro- it's not as long as the other two days, but I think the content here is uh, hugely important. Yeah, well, finishing with Abby holding Tommy at gunpoint um, and saying what she just said, um, oh, we're, so, we're, very, we're left in a position thinking, how the hell can Ali get out of this? Yeah. Well, yeah, it's a huge um, cliffhanger. And I think it shows as well that just <laughs> just because Ali was finally ready after all the damage she'd caused to call it a day, I think she'd well and truly lost the right to um to call it a day. Yeah, and I when it suited her. I actually thought she this was the end of the game. Mm. I actually thought it was the end of the game. <laughs> I was like, oh, this is it. We've actually yeah. we've actually got here, and then the preceding. Uh, the preceding flashbacks we're about to talk about, I thought that was going to wrap the game up. Uh, yeah. And then, obviously, it was nowhere near done. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So... It was a half-time. Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> much. Um, so, what happens now is we actually... Yep. So, we... What we do now is take over as playing as Abby. And um, in the next little bit, we want to go through that part of the game because it takes up probably just a bit less than half of the game and um, it recounts Abby's actions throughout those three days um, that we've just played through as Ali. And right, so right when you think, and I referred to earlier, right when you think that we, um, you know, Abby's a villain and we, we, we're given the, every bit of ammunition to hate her, mm. suddenly the game has completely different ideas and we're and our moral compass is about to switch completely. It'll be very uh, be, become very confused as we actually come to learn about Abby's journey. Yep. And we actually um, dive into exactly why she went after Joel, which hasn't fully been explained yet. No. <laughs> um. So, if you're happy for us to proceed into um, Abby's territory, yeah, are you asking me permission? Absolutely. Let me, Absolutely. Let me do the honors. Yeah. Um. So we start actually in a park um, with, and this is, well, four years ago. This is uh, four years, so Abby's probably 16, 17. She seems to be a couple of years older than Ali, but yep. she's still very young. Um, so she's already a unit. We've hated her for this whole time. <laughs> yeah, she's she's very solid. Um, <laughs> so we've, we've pretty much hated her for this whole time and been, you know, seeking her out as Ali. Um, but now... Um, what do you know? We're getting to know her as she learns survival from her dad, just as we've seen Ali learn how to survive yeah. from Joel and <laughs> uh, Tommy. Um, and honestly, as we see um, Abby just interact with her father, um, who we haven't met yet at any point in the game yet, um, my hate levels dropped considerably uh, for her because she was just a normal a normal girl and with a very pretty sound head on her shoulders, to be honest. Um we meet Owen, who's also younger, obviously. Um, we learn that Abby's known Owen since they were young, um, has a yep. thing for him. Uh, we also learn that they're 
kind, caring, and uh, smart people. Not at all the killer types that we've uh, come to think of, see them as. Mm. Um, and the biggest, the biggest part of this um, little flashback in the park. Uh, so we actually, uh, we, the reason we learned that they're kind and caring is they actually save a zebra, um, who they've been uh, following around, who's been snagged in barbed wire, and the three of them actually help uh, wrestle yep. it free. Um, we think they're actually out hunting, but they're not. They're actually just coming to find this zebra to, just to see how it's going. Um, and they release it and it gets back to its um, foal. Um, but we, this part of the game is huge because um, through a phone call that El, um, Abby's dad receives saying that they've found the girl um, who's immune to the bite, Yep, talking about Ellie, um, and he gets called in. Um, called away from where they are and they have to quickly leave. Yeah. Um, and turns out pretty quickly um, that Abby's dad is actually the surgeon who was meant to perform this uh, procedure on Abby, uh, Ellie, to um, obviously get you know uh, get the uh, fungus from her brain that's actually going to mm-hmm. create a vaccine. Yeah. Um, and. In, through seeing this dialogue in this office, um, Abby's dad's pretty hesitant to do it, but he knows he has to do it. And we also see Marlene, who's telling him not to do it. And to p- think of it as, what would it be if it was your daughter? And Abby comes in and says, you know, if it was me, I'd be um, happy for you to um, do it. I yeah, think well, should. I think it's an interesting, uh, it's an interesting uh, reveal here that Marlene is actually extremely against the thought of letting Ellie die for it. Considering Joel, yeah. uh, you know, killed her <laughs> in the act of saving her, uh, and Marlene, yeah, she she's not interested in letting Ali die at all because she has known Ali for a lot of her life. Uh, but yeah, she ultimately decides to do it for the greater good. But it's uh, re- she's very yeah. reluctant for sure. Her and Joel were almost mm. on the same page. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Yeah, just one had the courage to, you know, come out and say what was uh. It was better for the the greater good yeah. rather than him mm. um, in Marlene. So, yeah, so Abby's dad's the surgeon, hey? And um, before we even see, you know, have to recount what happened in that surgical room, um, we know exactly why Abby yeah. came after Joel. <laughs> yeah, we, don't even, we didn't even need to see the um, next scene. We, it's literally, oh, no, you're joking. No. <laughs> no. Yeah, so I think I actually put the controller down for like thirty seconds when I put two and two together and just went, "Oh man, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) this is why." (laughs) Yeah, it was a it was a huge huge reveal. Such great storytelling. Mm. It's a huge reveal, Um, especially because we just got to know the bloke as well. You know, we're we're going, yeah, look at this. Abby's got a father figure like we wish Ellie still had. Mm. And uh, what do you know? Yeah, the um. So I think I think this scene sort of has the guilt lying with all of them. Um, rather than, you know, everyone has everyone gets guilt stemming from this um, coming yeah. from this scene. Um, you know, from Abby encouraging her dad to do it, um, Marlene. Um, I don't know. It's just it's just very it's very complex. But uh, at the res- as a result of this, both as a result of this scene, both Farga, Farga, <laughs> father figures um, are dead since Abby yep. got her revenge. And uh, now Ellie wants her revenge, and we can understand it. We can we can see where it comes from, um, but it's uh, mm. truly tragic. 
Yeah, I think the moment um, where, you know, you see Abby finding her father in the surgical room, uh, just just after this, and Owen's mm. Owen's sort of holding her back from from seeing and and whatnot. That really makes you feel makes you feel for Abby. Sort of turns the tables a little bit. Yeah, I was, I was oh, yeah, still hesitant sure. to to let myself feel sorry for her because <laughs> I was like, you know, I I I just didn't want to. <laughs> You gone. You gone through a game and a half with, with the other two characters, and it's hard to let someone else in for when you already got two characters that mean so much to you. But uh, seeing seeing what happened definitely flipped flipped everything on its head. Writing masterpiece. It is, and now we're we're just into basically what is the prequel, uh, sorry, the prologue of Abby's half of the story, and um, we're already siding with her, and so you can see a few hours out that this confrontation that's already you know happened in the present that we haven't seen the result of yet, we're going to have to make a pretty serious choice. It yeah. felt like, and I was getting more and more nervous about it. The more I actually came to admire Abby. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So, so what comes up on screen next is Seattle day one. We're back where we started. Am I, the I can't, I can't um, have been the only person out there that when I saw Seattle day one, uh, I wasn't stoked. <laughs> I, I wasn't, I wasn't stoked it, because it was such a, it was such a, uh, such a journey just to do Ali's three days. And when you saw Seattle Day One, I was like, huh? And then we wake up uh, at playing as Abby, and I was like, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's only and so it much wasn't, fun. It take. wasn't necessarily because you had to play as Abby. It was because I knew that the game was so far from being finished. If there's going to be another three days, because so, it felt like it was wrapping up, and this game just it yeah, uh, it's it did it doesn't make the game any necessarily worse, but the game just it feels like it just goes on for a little bit a little bit too long potentially, but that's just my my uh, my thoughts. But anyway, go ahead with day one. Mm. The um yeah, so it's important just to bear in mind, um, especially for those who haven't played it, that. Abby's uh, Abby's three days. Um, Abby's three days are basically, um, yeah, meant to sort of twist our allegiance, yeah, to Ali more or less. Yeah. Um, you know, we th- we think we know where we think we know how we feel and where our allegiance lies, but it swings around quite quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, so playing as Abby, we get to know the people behind the killing of Joel. Um, it really throws a spanner in the works. Yeah, of how you thought you were getting to thought you were getting revenge on these people and how you thought it was the right thing. Um, and especially such as someone like uh, Manny Alvarez, um, who's the one who, when Joel dies, yeah. he spits on him and calls him a, a pendejo. Mm. Um, and Manny actually provides the perfect comedic foil for the seriousness of Abby. Yeah. Um, who's, quite a, who's quite a brooding character. <laughs> um, but a, a pretty good soul, really. I think she's actually a, a good person. Mm. Um, um, but even yeah, and even before killing Joel, Abby's caught in a very serious love triangle of her own. Um, wishing she'd never given up Owen, it seems, when she was younger. Um, now that he's with Mel and having a child, so there's all that going around. <laughs> Am I the only one that thought when when I saw that scene in the park where they saved the um, zebra? I just for some I thought that uh, Owen and Abby were like brother and sister. <laughs> I didn't really pick up on that early, and then 
in that scene, I was like, well, they, those two are younger. And then they're with the dad. I just It just made sense that he was like calling out to his son and yeah. And then later on. They do kind of yeah, look And then later too. on when they like are revealed to have been in a relationship and what whatever else happens, I was like, hmm, this is, <laughs> this is a bit dodgy, but, <laughs> but obviously they were brother and sister. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. Um, um, uh, yeah, so Ab- and Abby's full of uh, feeling. She's really driven by the loss of her dad, even though she's got revenge by this point. Um, but and Laura Bailey, who plays her, she's nearly as good as Ashley Johnson in um, as Ali in this. I I reckon not not quite as mm. good. Like Ashley Johnson Johnson is peak. Um, but there's just so much sensitivity under her, under her literally hard exterior. Like she's bloody. She's yeah. a tank. Yeah. <laughs> she she has biceps upon biceps. So it's, it's oh, actually yeah. crazy. Unit. Um, <laughs> yeah. We watch a um, lot of wrestling, man. And she sort of, yeah. Uh, she would be the most tanked <laughs> women's champion there ever had been if she was a wrestler. Oh, yeah, <laughs> for sure. Um, so we sort of, and we sort of go through a few. Um, Activity like we get, um, I think it's with Manny and with Mel. Um, they go on a bit of a mission, and Mel and Abby have a bit of back and forth. But they, Mel very much hates Abby, she doesn't quite understand her though. But she just thinks that she's out to get Owen again. Um, and now that she's Mel's pregnant, she thinks her relationship, relationship is very much at uh, risk. And to be fair, Abby does actually, you can tell that she's very jealous of Mel, she'd mm. love to be with Owen yep. again. Um, but a, a really key part of this um, this day is that um, Abby gets captured by Scars, um, and she actually get, and she gets saved by some renegade teens who who are actually Scars themselves, yep. Seraphites. Um, and the game almost and what happens is actually when she gets captured by the Scars, she gets hung up, like she gets a, a noose around her neck, hands tied, put on a put on mm-hmm. a bucket, and she's nearly stabbed in the stomach. Um, but at the last second, these these kids come in, or that you know they shoot um, an arrow yep. through one of them, um, and the game, and as and as the the kids come in to sort of and ponder whether to save Abby as she's hanging there struggling, it really wants you to feel some satisfaction in her near death. I found because you sort she of hangs going, there yeah. for a long time. <laughs> she hangs there for a long time, um, um, and you sort of you think. Oh, maybe she deserves this, and but then as as you're watching for longer, like they actually, and especially when she gets saved, um, they actually catch you feeling red-handed caring yeah. for Abby. I found at that point that's when you realise now I actually care <laughs> for her now, which is a bizarre twist. Um, um, she's just another person battling to survive, mm. really. Um, and it's and that's a and that's another grim scene seeing her actually hanging there. Um, it's very very mature. Graphic yeah. content, um, but the uh, but the two teens who save her are Yara and Lev. They're both rebel scars who are hunted by their own people. We're not sure why yet, um, but Abby protects them despite their people being the enemy because Abby's a wolf mm-hmm. herself. Um, and it's a, the the beginning of a pretty incredible relationship, um, especially with Yara having her her arm at, in that scene coming in to to save Abby, or not necessarily to save Abby, but she comes in. She actually gets her um her arm broken um by the hammer. Or I think she was already captured, Yara. And her brother Lev comes to save yep. them. 
Um, Something like that. Exactly. Um, yeah. yeah. Pretty reminiscent of. Uh, um, it's pretty reminiscent of like Joel and Ellie as well. Like a, you know, a sort is. of uh, parental figure and a young kid coming together on under sort of strange circumstances. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think so. Abby ends up sort of getting him to a bit of a, a portable building, um, like at a work site, and she leaves them there to recover, thinking they'll be all right. And she goes back to. Does she? Whereabouts does she end up? Um, does she end up at the aquarium that night? Because remember, she wakes up and ends up. She ends up having nightmares um, of her father, but actually walking into the surgery room, but actually sees Lev and Yara hanging there. Um, yeah. And she that and she wakes up and decides she actually wants to go back and make mm. sure they're okay. Yeah, um, it's something like that. Um, you make your way down to the aquarium hmm. and and leave Yara and Lev in the building. And then yeah. after the cutscene, ultimately she realizes that she needs to make sure they're okay or help, mm. them. And, and you go back and get them to then try and well when they you know when you get back to to Yara her arm is uh, getting infected and needs to be, mm. needs to be fixed real quickly because it's getting pretty bad. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and that's when she goes. You go back to the aquarium with yeah. uh, with both Yara and Lev. Uh, to get because because Mel's at the aquarium with Owen and Mel's a uh, Mel's like a doctor or something, a doc a doctor mm. or a nurse or something like that. Yep. Yeah, and can and can that's potentially right. help. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, and I think yeah, and I think that does that bring us that brings us to the end of day one. Um, because I think in in day two uh, we start off with Abby, um goes to Mel or it's what she sees Mel and ask, asks her to help with Yara's arm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like the start of day two is actually when you go back and get Lev and Yara and then come back. So you're the aquarium. Right. Yep, yep. Yeah, yeah. So it might have jumped ahead just a little bit, but um, yeah. the start of day two, um, you bring yeah, Yara and Lev back to the yep. aquarium. Yeah, and we're, we're really seeing Abby putting everyone, someone else's health ahead of hers now because um, she decides when they get back and Mel agrees to help. Um, begrudgingly, thinking that these kids are the enemy still, they actually actually just amputate the arm. So Abby and Lev work together like mm. Joel and Ali did, um, which is really sweet. And um, for for me, this is the point when when Abby starts putting her own safety, someone else's safety ahead of her own. I think this is where Ali really met had her met yeah. her match. Well, it's like a polar me. opposite because Ali uh, still. Mm. Yeah. She's so driven by her anger that she doesn't even see Dean, that Dina needs to go home, you know? Yeah, doesn't even yeah. consider it. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I guess from here, we sort of, uh, we get to, we're going with Lev, who's a, um, um, Lev's basically completely naive to anything normal about society because she's been, oh, he, he, he's he been brought yeah. up in this cult. Yeah, um, he, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and we um we see another part of Seattle as well with all these um you know sort of labyrinthine sort of networks that the the Seraphites have put into these buildings and you know the the um the bridges that are right up the top of the buildings going across. We also learn that Abby's afraid of heights, 
um, another level of her yeah. humanity shown. She's got yeah. a real soft side. Um, well, without without realizing in at the very first time you play with Abby at the start of the game when you go to walk around the cliff with Owen when they they um, uh, first see Jackson, Abby mm-hmm. doesn't want to go around the corner of the cliff because it's too close to the edge and she's terrified. Yeah. Then. So it's you yeah. don't really realize it in the at the very start, and then but then when you get to this section when you're at the top of a two towers on a the world's dodgiest bridge that's <laughs> making yeah. it very clear. So the so the yeah the bridge in that in Seattle that's in day two, baby. I don't know for some reason I thought that yes. was day three. Yeah, right. Not quite. Because no. we because no. in day two um, do we make our way to the to the wards of the hospital or is that in day three? Yeah, yeah. That's that's yeah. day two. That's following. Yeah, right now. So. Yeah. Same part. Yeah. Um. Um, so at this point, we're actually a few hours into playing as Abby, and I honestly, I couldn't really remember what it felt like to play as Ellie. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was almost losing a sense of my connection to her immediately as a as a protagonist, because um, Abby's the main character for now, and Naughty Dog is fully immersed mm. in her. You forget, and because you're you're working on upgrading Abby's skill tree and and upgrading the weapons and things like that, you got to do all the stuff, the same stuff that distracts you from the overall story while you're just, you know, doing the in-between yeah. bits and sequences with enemies and things like that. So you yeah, well, she has yeah. different weapons to upgrade and um, different craftables and, and everything yeah. as well, so you kind of just forget all of your yeah. alley knowledge. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think uh, um, to jump ahead a little bit, when we get back to the um, aquarium and um, um, Yara... Yara's arm's been you know, amputated and mm. all this sort of thing. Um, Abby actually, because Lev's not feeling that well, he feels like he needs to get back to his mother because they've been talking about, you know, getting away, uh, talking about going to Santa Barbara with Owen and Mel to escape Seattle. Yep. Um, and she actually goes to find a shark toy for Lev in the aquarium store to make him feel better because Yara said he loves mm. sharks. Um, and we also get Mel also makes Abby feel a lot of self doubt, um, and really loathed, um, and self loathing because um, and Yara comes through and says to to Abby, uh, Mel's wrong, you know, you're a good person, and we can see that this is really, especially with what she's done to Joel, something that she's mm. really doubting. Yep. Um, she's not quite sure where she sits morally, um, whether she's done the right thing, but she's done it and she has to live with it. Yeah. Now. Um, and at the at the end of this day, um, having done a good deed in helping Levin Yara, Abby dreams of her father. And this time, rather than anything violent or happening, she, he's actually just standing there smiling in the surgery when she's opened mm. the door. Um, and I think that in helping Yara and Lev, she's found a bit of redemption um, for her actions. Yep. No, no doubt. Did you? So. Mm. That's the end of day two. Did did you did we just brush over going back to the hospital? Because I just want yes. the, the only thing I so, want to mention the hospital. I don't know if you were going to say the same thing, Tom, but it's uh like yeah. Abby has to infiltrate her own her own um, WLF base yeah. to get supplies for the for the amputation, I believe. And there mm-hmm. is a, a yeah, tremendously yeah. intense boss fight in the in here uh, at the bottom of the hospital. Uh, yeah. You could elaborate yeah. on that, Tom, at all. Oh, yeah. The big yeah, goo monster. 
Yeah, it's uh, took a few tries yeah. to beat that thing the first the first yeah, time it's playing. Uh, and the so they they talk. Uh, she meets up with with Nora in the hospital after sneaking in and and, and lying to all the the other wolves at the, at yep. the gate. Um, this is the same hospital that Ellie went. We went through yeah. as Ellie. Earlier. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so Nora helps her out by saying the supplies you need to potentially fix uh, Yara's arm are in the basement or whatever level of the um, the hospital it is down. It's downstairs mm. anyway. Uh, and but she says it was ground zero for when the outbreak first happened. Yeah. Uh, and no one's ever been down there since. <laughs> uh, so. You kind of get the feeling <laughs> that it's going to be pretty, uh, pretty bad. And I didn't realize at the time, but that's when I coming back to it uh, a couple of times later. You realize that's when you play as Ellie, when you, you go through that scene with Nora, where she essentially tortures her. That's in the same area. So, yeah, when you walk through as Ellie in that area, you don't really realize it the first time you play. But the whole that part of the hospital is completely overgrown with infected and all the disgusting mushroom-looking things coming out the walls and all that mm. sort of stuff. Uh, so, and in the end, it, it goes into this massive boss fight uh, because Abby needs to get to the an, an ambulance. Well, she gets to an ambulance to get the, the medical supplies uh, and then is in, invaded essentially by this big boss, um, which is – so the boss is incredibly tough and there's sort of a two-phase kind of thing yeah. uh, where it splits in half. Uh, but – to take it back to the story, it more shows that how far above and beyond Abby has gone to keep Yara fit yeah, and healthy. She didn't have to do any of that. Because it's any any anyone else would have turned around and looked for the nearest door <laughs> the soon as as soon as they seen that thing because it's uh, You can be gross. sure as hell that Abby would not oh, yeah. uh, Ali would not have gone to links to save these kids. <laughs> no, no, no. No chance. Not at all. But yeah, <laughs> what happens in day three? So in day three, we're getting towards this lead up to where Ellie is, gets to the aquarium um, and kills Owen and Mel. So we're knowing that this is coming. We actually, um, everyone's like Owen, Abby, Mel, and obviously the um, Yara and Lev, they're all sort of in discussions about getting to Santa Barbara, this sort of safe haven down the Californian coast. Um, there's talk of fireflies still being there. Yeah, yeah, there's a bit of hope there. Um, and so, right when things look like, you know, Abby's redeemed herself, she has to cop Mal saying this to her um, in private. So, she says, I'm going to them. I'm, I'm going with them to Santa Barbara, but only if you're not. You're a piece of shit and you always have been. I'm done with you. <laughs> uh, you want to help these kids. Then get out of their lives before you screw them up too. <laughs> Mal can get stuck, so, honestly. Abby, uh, <laughs> Abby <laughs> attempts to ex- Abby attempts to explain, um, but she ends up in tears, and this is the first time we've seen her cry, yep. I believe. Um, and but and she, like Ali, has tra- started to truly crack. Um, this is a game of actually not. This isn't a game of growth. It's actually where we see. Um, these characters unwind yeah. as a result of their actions. Um, but um, but now Abby takes her care for Lev to the next level uh, by chasing him to the Scar Island stronghold because he's bailed because he wants to um, convince his mum to come with them 
despite her being a devout mm. seraphite. And Yara says to him that she won't, his mum won't be convinced. Um, but he insists on going. He really wants her to understand and come with yeah. him. Um, and who could have expected something like this in uh, The Last of Us Part 2? <laughs> I know. That's crazy. What the hell? <laughs> um, and it's actually, it's, it's here that when she's en route to find this uh, boat to get over to the island because Lev's left, um, we actually confront a lone sniper um, and we reunite with Manny who happens to be at the start of this bridge we were trying to cross um, and Manny's just standing there going, oh yeah, this is where we found a lone sniper. So we go, okay, we're suddenly back yep. with um, Manny. And um, and um, after a bit of a struggle and an advance up this bridge, which is quite intense, really fun actually, trying to avoid the sniper fire, um, um, Manny gets shot and it turns out that the sniper is Tommy. Yeah. Um, and our, allegiance, our allegiances uh, once again tested, I think. Yeah, definitely. Um, is he the good... Is it the good guy here just for taking pot shots at uh, some wolves? Um, you know, he doesn't need to be on this bridge trying to shoot people, but he is. <laughs> um, but this is where I start to, yeah, I start started to get a real sense of a huge choice coming at the end of the game, um, knowing that Abby came to confront Allie at the end. Mm. Um, I'm getting pretty nervous about progressing Yeah, yeah. through this game. <laughs> um, that was a huge moment that it was revealed mm. to be Tommy as the sniper. Because then you had to like... Yeah, yeah I did not pick uh, it up yeah, at all. Uh, that was surprise. one of the biggest surprises <laughs> of the game. And having to come up against him uh, after you spent the whole time as Ellie trying to find him and take him home, knowing that he left his wife back in Jackson and, and all that, his brother got killed and things. It's like, oh, man, what a roller coaster. <laughs> mm, I know. Um, and it's um and then we yeah and then we finally get to a boat I think I think Tommy bails so we don't catch cap, mm. catch him um, but, uh, well first but, he um he kills Manny yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Mm. um and once and then we eventually get in a boat Abby and Yara head to the island and a lot happens here as the wolves launch an attack on the Seraphites as well um and sadly uh, we actually find Lev with his mother's body. Um, because his mother attacks him for, uh, after him trying to convince her to leave with them. Mm-hmm. Um, and he killed her in self-defense and he's very beat up about it. Um, and then, um, long story short, Yara ends up sacrificing herself to help Abby and Lev escape mm. the island. Um, and now things, uh, now things have come full circle as Abby returns to this the aquarium um and being the end of day three we know exactly where before she's you find. speak speak on that i think there's just there's one thing that happens mm-hmm. during abby's days and it's this uh absolutely massive scar with this gigantic hammer or sledgehammer or something like that yeah there, there's a couple of different ones i think but there's a, there's one yeah like a brute yeah um, there's like a there's at one point where Abby pushes him down and she picks up his sledgehammer and just cracks it straight in the center of his skull and it is the most brutal uh, yeah. death animation in a game I've ever <laughs> seen in my life. I actually flinched when I when I played it. Oh, I, oh my god, it was watch. so intense. And then when you um, when you're leaving mm. the island, it's all f- uh, it's all on fire and 
and everything, and you have to get sort of try to get out there on horseback, I believe. But you're stopped. From yeah, the but you're attack, stopped yeah. by a, yeah. um, another sort of big brute captain-looking dude, and there's a bit of a um, solid bot, bot, small boss fight in there as well, I think. Yeah, but there, mm, there, there is just wanted to say there's a couple the of end, yeah. really brutal moments in Abby's uh, days that we didn't touch on because we haven't really been touching on the gameplay, but she does some serious kills. Holy crap! <laughs> yeah, it's very cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then, you know, she's done the hard yards to save someone else. Um, and then, yeah, we return to this aquarium where we know what she's going to find with, uh, Owen Mal and their yeah. uh, dog, Alice. It's rough. Um, not, she's not sure, you know, who's killed them, but she does find you do, them out. You do get to meet, uh, the um, dog Alice as well, very briefly at the start of Abby's, uh, day one. You take, you go out on patrol with Mel and Manny to start a story and you bring Alice we, with you so you get a little bit of backstory or time with the dog so that uh, stings even more knowing that you literally killed this mm. dog as Ali not knowing beforehand shocking yeah because they, they look after cool. the dog the way anyone would yeah. look after their dog yeah it's <laughs> awful uh, and, and we also um we actually teach Yara how to fetch play fetch with Alice as uh, well yeah throw on the toy in the aquarium. Yeah. Really glad I didn't get a dog until now. Earlier, I didn't so. have one while I played this game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, yeah. So it's uh, to see their bodies on the aquarium in the aquarium. It's, uh, it's it's a strange place to be in as a player because we we're feeling what she's feeling, but we know that we did this. As yeah. Someone else. Yeah. Um, like what in the bloody hell have we become? Oh, I know. You start to. You actually start to like, not even not just doubt the characters. You actually start to doubt yourself. <laughs> like I pulled the trigger yeah. here. <laughs> um, yeah, and it's when when we do get to this scene in the you know in the theater and uh, Abby breaks in with uh, Lev, we really see the fates of Ali and Ali and Abby in each other's eyes. You know, they're staring at each other, and we just go, oh. you know, these two are the the be all and end all of each mm. other um but they're both terrified both maddened by hate and sadness um yep and this is basically the last ride as we as they say yeah um and i'm pretty horrified by this point <laughs> <laughs> i have no idea who i want to win <laughs> i mean i don't want i want both of them to win i don't want either of them to any harm to come to either i want them both to get their redemption i just want um, them i just want to see them but uh shake hands and walk away honestly Make it yeah. stop. Make um, it stop. Well, <laughs> I know. And and as yeah, and Abby discards um discards Tommy from holding and she shoots him as he's laying down as she run I think as she runs off. And we presume he's dead. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, you know, we don't see it. Um and we see um yeah, Ali, uh, Abby chases Ali down to the backstage area and we've basically got to hunt her through this area. Um similar to how we saw uh, David in yeah, in the first game in the pub, it is very intense um, fighting, doing a boss fight against oh, Ali. Oh man, against yourself. Yeah, it's one it makes of the Ali most seem so scary. Oh, she's frightening. <laughs> oh, it's, she, she sets traps. She sprints and parts. You can. It's um, like it, honestly, it was one of the most well-written, purposeful, and loaded boss fights I've ever mm. played. Like it was, it was a boss fight, not for the sake of being a boss fight. It was something that had to happen. Yeah. Um, and God, I was so terrified at delivering it. Either of them delivering. Oh well, a final that's blow. the thing is, like um, every time you catch Ali, 
Abby, uh, ah, she bloody goes for the Mike Tyson knockout on her, for God's sake. Like, she smashes oh, yeah. Ellie when, she get, when you get to her. And then you're, you're like, oh, yes, I got to her. Ah, oh, oh, no, jeez, don't do that. <laughs> yeah, oh, no. it's awful. And then, and as and we're playing as Abby and, you know, we finally win. Um, but she has Ali and Dina's lives in her hands because yep. Dina comes running in and she's pregnant. So, she gets dealt with sort of quickly, but... You know, we've won, but yeah. have we really? <laughs> like, and Abby, du- um, yeah, sorry. And Lev stops. Mm. I was just going to say, yeah, and, Le- and Lev stops Abby yeah. killing either of them. Um, and Abby issues one last threat as she's about to leave, um, saying, don't let me ever yeah. see you again. <sighs> they they all survived, thank God. Like, I was just, I was yeah. so relieved here. I, I needed a bloody two-month holiday after that, just <laughs> after that scene, I think. <laughs> <laughs> and the game wasn't even uh, over for God's yeah. sake. It's no, not even over. Not over yet. But Abby, Abby listens to Lev. Actually, Lev calls her out and says, "What are you yep. doing?" In in the we haven't touched on the the flashbacks across Ellie's days, but the gist of it is her hell bent on taking out Joel and pushing away Owen and all of her other mm-hmm. friends. Yeah. And then once now that Abby has become friends and uh, I think there's a line where after Yara dies uh, for or to keep Abby alive, uh, Lev says something on the lines of your people just killed my sister. Uh, and Abby says, uh, no, you're my people, yeah. me- meaning Lev yep. and Yara. And... Mm. Ultimately, she listens to Lev in the end to maybe in the back of her mind, there's in the past, she's pushed people away, hell-bent on revenge or uh, in her mind getting the job done mm-hmm. and Lev talks a bit of sense into it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, so we get the hell out of there pretty quick, luckily. We get to fast forward to the cushy farm life. Yeah. Um, we, fo- we fast forward and Ali has seemingly found a nice place um, with Dina and her baby, um, she refers to as Spud. Uh, Ellie refers to her as a little <laughs> Spud. Um, and it's a, a house near Jackson. It's a truly beautiful scene. Yeah, um, we get to look over this um, distant valley that just spreads forever. Um, just goes forever. Uh, but it just seems so lonely. And Ellie sitting on the tractor, singing to the baby, looking mm-hmm. out over this valley, just stings of a deep set, deep set sadness. Yeah, to be honest. Um. We just we just pause in dead silence, looking out over this landscape, um, and we just don't find anything. Yeah, there. well, it's it look it looks it's nice mm. it's a nice feeling seeing that Ali and Dinner have sort of um, made a life together, and there's a child. There's they've, they've got the child there, and uh, but you can just tell that there's this unfinished business, or you know, there's just some lingering of still not over, getting over it all, uh, which mm. you know when. When Ellie decides to not stay, which why it makes it so gut wrenching. Yeah, I know. Well, that's the thing. It's all triggered by it. She has another panic attack um, where she remembers and replays um, yep. Joel's death. Um, and then we get Tommy coming back and he wants revenge, but uh, Ellie's but he's disappointed because Ellie says no, um, yeah. and moves on. Um, and then we get a flashback of the night Ellie kissed Dina. Uh, finally, we're finally learning mm. about that night. Um, 
So, you know, um, so she kissed Dina on the dance floor. This bloke, Seth, came in because he disagreed with it. Um, presumably, he said it's a, it's a, this is a ch- uh, kid-friendly event, presumably because they're both girls that he uh, yeah. marked up at it. Um, Joel intervened, and Ali hated the intervention, still not forgiving him for saving her. Yeah. Um, you know, now that we know that she knows. And um, she says, I don't need your help, Joel. Um, and he just looks gutted and defeated. Because she says it in front of the entire town in this, yeah, uh, this uh, party. It's very embarrassing for Joel. Um, <laughs> and she can't, yeah. And now that he's gone, she just no. can't cope without him and that she's said this sort of thing. And what do you know? The guilt gets to her head. And she decides, I'm going to go yeah, find well, out. She leaves Dina and the baby in the middle of the night to potentially never return. Yep. It's so awful. Oh, I just yeah. did not want to. I didn't want to have anything to do with anything past that point in the game. Like I didn't even want to keep playing. I was like, I just let it go. Seriously, just let it go. I know. <laughs> yeah. Well, we we play as Abby just for a little bit um, with Lev, and they get captured, thinking they had hoped to finally get out and get to this haven. Well, and um, yeah, they get on we- the radio to. What's uh, what remains of fireflies? Correct. Yeah, they mm. made it to Santa Barbara, and and found an old hideout. Uh, and after a few attempts, eventually someone replies, and it is uh, the fireflies that is not in the place that they yep. thought they would mm. be. And what is the name yeah. of the group that um, takes them? Uh, the rattlers. I can't remember. Rattlers. rattlers. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so he's getting taken. Um, and then you you go back to playing as Ali's rocked up at Santa Barbara, correct? Yep. And we eventually fight our way through everything and, through these rattlers. And there and, is yeah. Uh, Tommy has information about um, a strong a strong looking woman yep. and a small child going through that area. Is that correct? Yeah. Yep. Yes, it's, and that's yeah, what drives. Tommy gives that's what, yeah, because there is a reason that Ellie goes mm. that direction. She didn't obviously just guess. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she found a map on the floor. Yeah. Said circle. Well, I'm going to Santa Barbara. Happy. <laughs> 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 um. Um. And so, yeah. So Abby get Ellie gets to the end, and she eventually finds um Abby and Lev, and they're actually tied to these um bloody pier yeah. pylons out in the middle of the um on the beach left in the sun to die mm-hmm. um abby's in a really bad skin you know she's skinny she's lost uh, she's hair's been cut yeah they've just been hanging so, on these pillars not eating or drinking for a while it's pretty pretty grim god mm. and we take her um we actually let her down and we don't we're not sure how ali's going to react and she walks with them out to this boat it should, and then we should say the boat. The boat turns fight. out to be the boat that you're looking at every time you go onto the menu, too. We we yeah. sh- we should comment too that yeah. it's been it's probably been a, a, a few it's been a few months since Ali left home uh, to come here. And yeah. Ali, yes. when you start playing her through the section, she is like really skinny as well. She's like she's not she's yeah. hardly been eating. She's she's, yeah, she looks sick, sickeningly mm-hmm. skinny. She's like just just so hell bent on finding them. Well, I think she has that. Inf- she has an infection in her hip or something, doesn't she? I think she gets she gets hurt at some point. Yeah, she gets caught really in, a, in, a, in a trap that the rattler yeah. put out there just to catch infected, and 
And that's right. So that's a, the trap swings her into a tree, which is they've sort of carved yeah. into spikes, and she gets. But that's when she. Out. That's when she gets there, that's though. Right. Like that's when you're playing as her. Um, yeah. I think yeah. it's just it's probably safe to assume in the time that off screen that she just hadn't been eating much or or anything. She's just so skinny, and yeah. so is Abby as well. They're both like. Yeah. It's like it's the they're just both mm. so close to being dead as it is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Um. Yeah, well, let's talk about that fight. Well, yeah, Ellie, it's 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 come that far that there's no other option in Ellie's mind other than just fighting to the death. Basically, it is so it is so Round bad. Two. It is so bad. And Abby, Abby tries to talk her out of it yeah. at the start, clearly because she's in in pushing everyone, all of her friends and Owen away, and all of her friends end up dying pretty much as a result of her actions to being hell-bent on revenge to Joel, she's trying to convince Ellie to just let yeah. her go in that she has already learned the lessons that Ellie is about yeah. to learn. So it's, mm. yeah, it's, uh, it doesn't, it starts with more of a, because they're kind of having a conversation as they walk down towards the water before they actually yep. start mm. fighting. But Abby, uh, yeah. sorry, Ellie doesn't want a part of that at all. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, this fight goes for so long. It's just in the you know the waist deep, knee deep water. Um, oh. Lev's unconscious in the in the boat. Um, it goes. It just goes for so long. I, I had to pause for about five minutes, just sit there because it came to this part going blow for blow where Abby's just on her back in the water, and we have to just waiting for a, you know the blow to be delivered. And I just couldn't mm. do it. Um, I was just wanting. I wanted Abby to actually stand up. I was giving her a chance <laughs> to stand up, and hit me back yeah. for doing this because I felt so bad. Um, like, Ellie, Ellie had less to live for at this stage. She had nothing to nurture or rescue. Um, Abby had Lev um, to try to get out of there in mm. some direction. Um, but yeah, when nothing happened, I just had to progress and <laughs> proceed to let Ellie uh, drown. Well, try to drown the worst Abby. thing too um, is that Ellie, you're playing as Ellie and she's fighting dirty. With a knife. So, like, even on top yeah. of that, you feel like you're doing the wrong thing. She's, like, cutting Abby's um, stomach and stuff and it just mm. it just sounds awful. The whole thing's just so bad. And, yeah, Abby, uh, Ellie starts choking her out underwater and yet you start, you, you're, like, pressing buttons to start that but then it, like, stop. you know, it just mm. keeps doing it even if you're not pressing and I, like... As soon as they got underwater, I st- I took my hands off the controller and put it down because I didn't want anything to do with it. Yeah, I did yeah. the same thing. And it, but it kept doing it anyway. But I tried to stop to stop myself from doing it. It was awful. Oh yeah. Well, the, but um, Ellie can't go through with it. Yeah, and then no, an image of Joel sitting on his veranda playing his guitar, happy, appears yep. on screen, and Ellie just lets yeah. go. Um, thank God she, thank God she stopped, and then Abby and Abby just stands up when she recovers her breath without saying a word and leaves. Yeah, on the boat. In the boat, and yeah, um, row away. And this leaves Ali absolutely. Well, Ali's nowhere. just that, just that final shot of Ali sitting, um, sitting in the the shallow bit of the water there, looking out to Abby and Liv going around the boat, and she's just completely alone, and she's got nothing. Is mm. God. Who could have ever foreseen this game ending in a, a space like that? Just shocking stuff. Yeah. Just shocking. 
And to think, Allie had to go all the way back um, to Jackson from here after that. She's like almost dead. She mm. Somehow she got all the way back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, so we get to this epilogue. Um, and if you, if you don't mind, I'll, um, I'll just want to sort of read through what happens um, yep. when she gets there. Just because I think, I think the actions and the, the scene actually explain everything we need to know about where Ali is now after this yep. entire journey. Um, I'm pretty sure I think we all get the picture of how damaged she is. Um, so we return to the farmhouse um, and it's completely empty. Her family in Dina and her baby have left. Abby, uh, Ali walks upstairs um, and finds the guitar that Joel gave her. And as she picks it up, we she sees Joel sitting on this veranda again playing his guitar except this time we actually stay there um in this scene it's not just a memory we go into this scene and ali confronts him um about not being such a a parent to her not trying to watch over her so much um they're trying to make amends and this may this will be familiar to people who've listened from the very start um the introduction of this of um this episode um, I read through a um, a conversation, and I'd like to do it again because I think it's going to uh, make more sense now that we've um, been through mm-hmm. both games. So Joel says, Joel says to Ali, "Look, I have no idea what that girl's intentions are, but I do know she'd be lucky to have you." And Ali Ali responds, "You're such an asshole. I was supposed to die in that hospital. My life would have fucking mattered." But you took that from me. Joel, if somehow the Lord gave me a second chance at that moment, I would do it all over again. Ellie, yeah, I just don't think I can ever forgive you for that. But I'd like to try. And at this point, Joel chokes up. Mm. And this is... So do we. Probably. (laughs) So do we. I did multiple times watching this over. Um, Joel says, I'd like that. And Ellie says, okay, I'll see you around. Um, Joel chokes back tears as he says yep um, and we finally see that despite this four years of mistrust or two years of mistrust as Ali knew that the um, um, found out the secret of um, that Joel was keeping we've Joel did finally get some redemption before his death um, and it's really truly it's uh, it's not ne- it doesn't necessarily give us any reprieve but it makes us feel that he did at least get something out of his yeah, final days. For sure. Um, because when he when he died, I just thought he hadn't had a chance at redemption uh, in any sort of yeah. way. Um, and, and then in the closing shot, we're back at the farm. We see a close-up of the guitar that Ali's put back down um, and the image of the butterfly on it. And we finally... Um, and this, this image of this butterfly has appeared throughout Ali's journal right throughout the game. And we, I finally understood the significance of this image because it's she associates it with Joel. Yep. Um, it shows, yeah, showed to me that her love for the butterfly and her love for the guitar was all about her love for Joel. And I really wish they had more time yeah. together. That's <laughs> <laughs> that's still that's still well, it still gets me. Tom, um, one thing that you Tom said to me after we finished the game was that we didn't mention it before, but in the fight. Uh, in the fight between Abby and Ellie at the very end, Abby bites off 
one of Ellie's f- fingers. Mm-hmm. Two of her fingers. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, Ellie can't play the guitar that Joel got her anymore because of it. And oh, it's yeah. uh, it's like that final way of ha- like she she she's finally let go because she literally can't even play. The- she can't even be attached to the final thing that is uh, from Joel's time with her. Mm. If you can elaborate on that, Tom, at all, yeah. go ahead. Yeah. But I remember yeah. you telling me that. Yeah, yeah, she's yeah. So she loses half of her fingers and tries to play. Uh, Future Days, the song that's been recurring through the whole game, which is the song that Joel played at yep. the very start. Um, I don't want to. I don't ever mm. want to lose you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, so and as she's trying to play it, it obviously without two fingers, it sounds pretty bad. She can't quite hit mm. the notes. So she not only has she lost Dina, Jesse, and everything else. Obviously, Joel. She's now lost as a direct result of her hell-bent on revenge at any cost she has lost the the now the only thing that really reminded her of joel in a in a positive way which was to play yeah. that song which kept her going through the entire game and now she can't even do that anymore very um not the happiest way no so sad did you have to make that darker than <laughs> i realized <laughs> I thought it hit me as much as I it guess could. we can say that you know Ali uh, she she learned something from all this because of that <laughs> yeah but I think um, it's after mm. that it's not really explained what happens but my I like to think that yeah. Ali went back to Jackson from here and re and rekindled um, her friendship with Dana and and all that, and with Tommy yeah. and, and everybody. That's what I like to think. Mm. But we do see, but we do see that Abby so. and Lev made it to the Fireflies because the front, the main menu page of the game is now changed to the boat pulling up um, on the beach where they are with the the building and stuff. Mm. So they got to their yeah, Catalina, Catalina Island. Island, yeah. So they got to their destination. Um, I just hope Ellie went back to, to Jackson and could be somewhat happy again. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Hopefully. All right. So that brings me to my burning question for you boys, and try to try. We'll try to keep it brief. But knowing, I know that you both have different perspectives um, on this. But what are your arguments for or against this game getting a third part, another sequel? Because I'm strictly for, but that's just because I personally need more closure on these characters. Uh, I just don't. So so I'm against. <laughs> and I just don't think I just don't find find that there's really a reason for a third game because to put a third game in this they would have to actively think like they would act, they would have to actively come up with a reason for Ellie to do something and after all she's done after all that they went through in this game for God's sake she like she's so battered and beaten up she's lost half her fingers and lost most of the people she cared about like what more out there is there for her to do other than just try to live her life in Jackson. And and I just can't I can't see uh them going back to Abby's story at Catalina Island either. Because not only mm. is not only is her story wrapped up because she lost a lot of people she loved as well, but she found a new companion in Lev and she got to where they wanted to go. 
I just can't see the fanfare of the general public being good if they bring her back because the, the 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 general consensus was that they people didn't like her anyway. So I think I just don't see a reason for another story with Ellie because they would have to force it into her story where I feel like these two games um, work with each other so well the way they are. Hmm. Tom? Uh, at this point, the only thing I'm interested in is what happened between the very start of the first game, like at the outbreak, and then between then and when you start playing as Joel in Boston. So in that the that 20, year, the 20 year period. So what what happened? Uh, why did Tommy and Joel not get along? There's, there's mm. what it'd be interesting to have a story that's based around the events in between that led Joel to being the very cranky, unapologetic man that he was at the start of the first yeah. game. Yeah. yeah, I think. But other than that, I don't, I don't know what they could. Oh, I don't know if there's a need to to carry on the story in a forward sort of date thinking mm. I, I, I would enjoy playing yeah. a um, playing a game or, or even watching a watching a movie or a, or a TV show about what happened in that 20 year period for sure but I mm. and and we yeah. will be uh, yeah we will be and I think yeah I just don't, I just think they've just struck gold with the two that's just my personal personal opinion because mm. I also am in the ballpark of the mm. you know you know, Luke and I, my our favourite shared game is Bioshock, and there's hints of another Bioshock coming out, and I I don't want them to ever make another Bioshock either, because I just think that the three games they made struck gold, and it's such a full circle between all three. I just I don't want it to be ruined, but I'm happy to be uh, argued otherwise. Just remaster them forever, every ten years, remaster yep. them. Yeah, for sure. All right, question. But you think, but you, but you want, um, you want a sequel? Like you want, a, you want more? I do. I don't need one. I just like one because I just, um, I just um, treat these people like they're real, and I just, uh, I want, Ellie, I want, I just want to see Ellie happy. If I saw one image of her being happy, I wouldn't need one. I just want her to find yeah. happiness. Um, <laughs> I would just like to see her and Dina uh, make up and be happy. That was that's all I would want. Hey, if I could play a Sims game as those two, make a big family and get successful jobs, I would. <laughs> um, Will, what yeah. are, what are your what's your burning question? Uh, my my burning question. This might be just a very short answer. Like I've only just got a one one word sort of answer. Uh, could you name a game or series that carries more emotional weight than this? And like you can just say no, but I, I I wrote a game down that I think could be almost on par. But is there, is there anything you think of that carries the same emotional weight as these games? Um, a close second to this. So no, short answer, no. So close second would be the Red Dead Redemption. My answer would be the same, but with the asterisk that I've not actually played Red Dead Redemption one. <laughs> so I'm not yeah. sure how that. Ties <laughs> Big revelation yeah. on the rumble pack here. Uh, yeah. The yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry to say. I it. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I wrote... But short answer is definitely yeah. no. I, I couldn't think of a game series or anything that shared the same emotional weight, but I did write down uh, The Walking Dead uh, from Telltale Games Season 1 was uh, seriously emotional. And and when I thought about it, that game also is structured around a, a, a man who's like, you know, 30-something or 40-something 
that is thrown into a circumstance with a young girl named Clementine. It's a really similar story to Joel and Ellie. Uh, and I think, yeah, when I, I wrote that down because uh, they're not so different. Mm. <laughs> yeah, and the end of that game is, the end of that season, that game is extremely saddening. Like I was crying off my chin. It was, it was awful. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, you got a burning <laughs> question, Tom? Uh, sure. Is Now I know with if you answer the question ultimately we're not going to we wouldn't be sitting here talking about it but is there a point do you think in any of Ellie's days where any of the people that she's with should or could have said something to maybe look at the situation from a different perspective in meaning everyone went Dina, Jesse, sort of Maria, Tommy, everyone else went along with Ali's attitude of we need to get revenge as soon as possible. Could there have been a conversation that with from any of those people at any time to actually change Ellie's mind rather than uh, going through with it? And I know if, if that was if there's a yes, then the story doesn't carry mm-hmm. out and we're not talking about it. But I think um, well, I think. I'm not, I think everyone had a crack at it and didn't and failed, but I think Tommy would be the one if anyone, because he, especially at the very end, he was the one that guilted um, Ali into um, going to Santa Barbara to find Abby and not give up, because Abby had Ali had even though she was still struggling mentally, and obviously she still had a want for revenge in her in her heart. Tommy was the, the probably the catalyst for actually pushing her as far as she went. I would. Uh, I would say that probably the mm. only person that would have been able to talk some sense into her was Dina. Uh, because, like, Dina's the only person other than Joel and Tess that Ali ever truly showed and told that she was immune. I think there was that uh, that real deep trust level between the two. It just so happened that Dina revealed that she was pregnant and then she was basically uh, inactive for a lot of her days in the game. She so wasn't really in the position to be out there uh, talking sense into her. So I would have said I would have said Dina if anything if she was out there every day it might have been different, but it's also it's also not a fault of any of the characters for not getting through to her because Ali was so uh, careful about the way that she said about the things that she said like even even when they even when Jesse and Dina were trying to tell uh, tell Ali that they have to go get Tommy and get home because of Dina. Ali was trying to convince him that the best way of finding Tommy was to go to find Abby because that's where Tommy would go. But her intentions weren't to find Tommy at all. But, like, she was just telling that to them to um, misguide them. So, yeah, I would say Dina if anyone, but it's a hard spot. It would have been a hard spot for anybody. Mm. Yeah. Um, Yeah. All right, so let's wrap it up with some final thoughts. I just want to uh, list a, a few points. Feel free to agree or disagree with me and provide your own. But... Off the top, I think both games are a master uh, a masterpiece of their time. Number two, uh, in, yes. Number one in 2013, and <laughs> number two following up 2020. Um, they have again combined the greatest scripts probably in any games I've played. Um, and this mm-hmm. is not necessarily just size, but this is pure quality where everything has a purpose and weight. Um, yeah, there's no other game that feels like so cinematic. No. Um, than these. The emotion I felt in these games, especially the second uh, in part two, um, is almost dangerous. 
to be honest. Um, I've never cared so much about a group of characters. Um, and even Joel, in his absence in throughout the second game, I still cared about him as a character and everything to do with him and Ellie um, as much as I did when he was actually alive still. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I, yeah, and on that, I think it's incredible that even when even when Joel isn't around, the entire ride is about Ali's relationship with him, and I think that's that's probably the the biggest um, accomplishment of this script um, and how these the the story of these characters. Because I just I couldn't tell you another game or movie where the maybe besides a Ned Stark, for example, where the actual memory and legacy of a character is as strong as when they were actually on screen. Uh, yeah. As it is in their death, yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. But um, another 10 out of 10. That's a good call. Yeah. Well, another 10 out of 10 for me. I would. Uh, <laughs> it's probably it's a bigger 10 out of 10 than the first game. Um, but it brings a it seriously brings a tear to the eye for good and for bad. Um, um, and I've got yeah. I've you know the Joel and the the scene that I read out at the start and end of this episode um, where Joel and Ali uh, reach their um you know, break bread and find connection again. Um, that's probably one of the most powerful scene I've uh, seen in a video game. <laughs> Absolutely, no doubt about that. Mm. I agree with everything everything that you said. I think the the only other thing I would add was that I don't think any game. I can't remember a game where I I had so many thoughts about it after finishing it. Like I mm. thought about this game for like at least six to eight weeks it just never left my mind like mm. i just i could not believe the um the weight of the writing in this game and how it made me feel and and i never felt i've never felt so um uh nervous to make a decision either way for each characters and things like that so just the weight that the writing carried was just tremendous and mm. it's obviously a 10 out of 10 i'm not really sure which one i like better <laughs> I, I i actually may like the first one better just because it's a bit more positive overall but uh i think if anyone listens to this uh this double parter episode first of all thank you for listening uh if. for like six hours of content if anyone listens to it yeah <laughs> thanks for making. <laughs> no not if anyone thanks for making it this far though guys for sure yeah for for anyone that listens if you get this far seriously thank you but even if you listen to this whole podcast and you just heard the story for both games through to the end, if you've never played the games and you have access to them, just give them a give them a go because I think playing them will be a lot more impactful than uh, just listening to us speak about it. Mm. Tom, any final thoughts, Tom? Uh, yeah, the I don't. Um, I've I played the first game three times and the second four, and I think. Every yeah, <laughs> um, every single time I've played it, there's always something new that you realise in the story, just from little one-liners here and there that you would have that were easily mm. missed mm. in any previous playthrough, and it makes it so much more interesting the more and more you yeah. play it every single yeah. time. Where most other games that I've played only become more and more mm. boring the more you play them. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And the, I don't think we, um, I don't think we said it earlier, but 
Ellie, in, in when we were talking about the first game, I said the about the line where Ellie said she is scared of ending up alone. And that was what I thought was the most important line in the game because in the end, that's exactly mm, what she yeah. got. So it's, yeah. And it, it took a couple of playthroughs to connect the dots. But then when you do, you go, oh man. <laughs> and who just yeah. yeah. thought... Yeah. God. And who'd have thought when she was a kid, you know, when she was mm. 15 saying that to Sam that it would come in a way that it did completely by her own, uh, completely by her own hand. We would have thought at that point, you know, it'll have to be caused yeah. by, you know, everyone dying around her. But we never thought it would be because of her actions. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yep. I think, uh, I think the only last thing I want to say is that the game's, they actually transcend just being a video game. I don't, I don't even think I look at them as just being a game. They're actually uh, like a full-on work of art. Yeah. Like it's a, it's, a fu- it's a fully realized narrative that should be respected by uh, anyone that loves uh, great storytelling. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, the, these mega episodes are rever- reserved only for the greatest pieces of art. Yep. So that's why we started with this one. Um, well, if we've, yep. if we've shared our final thoughts on the game, we better quickly wrap it up with our rum review and bourbon yep. review for Will. So, Tom, <laughs> yeah. on the, on the um, tip it, mix it, sip it scale, where do yeah, you rate sip it being, your bottle of bean leaves? <laughs> sip it being the, the best and tip it being the worst. Yep. Uh, yeah. Sip it. It's actually, um, well, believe it or not, my glass is very empty after the, <laughs> the talking about the very depressing events of the, the entirety the of the bottle. games. <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> it's a straw in there. Um, no, it's actually it's uh, it's really nice. It's got a real strong um, vanillary sort of creamy vanillary flavour. Beanley, so yeah, mm, what's, the sure. what's the full? Brilliant. Where can you get it again as well? Uh, I bought it from Dan Murphy's for the Australian listeners, of course. Uh, so I'm guessing you can probably get it at any Dan Murphy's if it's at, if it's at one, um, if not online, I suppose. Yeah, yeah it's, it's really good. Awesome. Uh, my Jack Daniel's single barrel select Tennessee whiskey was an absolute sip it. Uh, it's, it's really nice. <laughs> it goes down the throat super smoothly. Um, absolutely, get around it. Mm. All right. Well, um, let's wrap up this. Absolute long haul of an episode, hey? Um, firstly, want to say yeah. again, thanks to everyone for listening. Um, really appreciate you riding this out with us because, uh, you know, who knew we could talk about essentially two characters for so long, but we knew that we um, we absolutely needed more than uh, a two-hour session to get through all of this, especially in both games. Yeah. Um, and uh, Tom, very special thank you to you for coming on board with, board with us to talk yep. about your favorite game thanks, series Tommy. of all time. It's all. No Thank worries. you very much. Um, <laughs> for anyone who made it this far, uh, you know, this is going up to three hours for this part B episode. If anyone who made it this far, seriously, uh, reach out to us and let us know if you did. Because mm. we'd love to, uh, we'd love to talk to you about it or hear hear about what are, uh, some episodes you want coming up. You know, oh, if you get yeah, if you get to, when you get to the end of this, um, we'll give you a shout out for sure. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, <laughs> our Algerian <laughs> listener will make it to the end. Don't worry about that. <laughs> let's let's hope we only get one listener. Hey? <laughs> we have to shout out. <laughs> yeah, shout, shout them out. But yeah, we, yeah. But get out the get out the scroll. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is um. No, we really appreciate it. So, 
We're now on, it's also worth mentioning, we're now on Instagram. So please chuck us a follow on there because you'll probably get to know us visually better. You hear our voices a lot and see our posts on Facebook and Twitter. But keep us... Real, real, at Real Rumble Pack. Real Rumble Pack. Yeah. I think that's for all our social media, Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. Yeah. So... Yeah, so check it out. From the bottom of my heart, thank you very much everyone for listening. Tom and Will, it's been a pleasure. Thanks, guys. Been a pleasure. We'll catch you next week where we review very much Far Cry numero three. Three. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I was trying to remember. <laughs> See you guys. Bye.